2: Nerd,
3: rage, nerd, they say Gentlemen the and ladies Welcome to the remade Voyage
4: of Nerd room, think, My
3: I'm name is Craig LeGon. Uh, usually, I have my own comic a book podcast to promote, to talk about, and to ad and geek out. But today... I am joined by the, the originators of the podcast that you're listening hello to hello. right now, ready, Nerd Herders. On the boards, <laughs> yes, I have to, we <laughs> nerds like no a herd of cats, and up, we just just talk about up, all things say, geekdom. So dumb, joining me laying, in this massive undertaking yeah, the is the originators of Nerd Herders, uh, where we got the uh, the name and the, the concept and all that, uh, Damien Dragon, and Foxy Fox, my favorite nerd and joining us also in the corner, uh, the brainchild of all this, the man behind the curtain, pay no attention to him, mister Dan Law DanLaw83, if you want to follow him, and by God, you ought to, Mr. Dan Kalachiko. Thank you. Thank you very much. I take no credit for any of this, but I take all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So what's our first uh, topic? Did, uh, I know some stuff happened today in the world of, of geekdom, but... Uh, we could talk about anything you guys want. I've been out of the loop since my last comic book podcast was, was March thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth. So, mm-hmm. uh, even though I have a lot stored up, uh, you guys, your are well, show, that's, so.
5: that's
4: a great balance because we're so out of the loop, you know, generally with actual comic books and all like that. So we, you know, we're more up on the nerd culture and everything like that. So you know, we'll just bat it back and forth. Yeah, I mean,
5: there's, I mean,
1: there's so many things that can be said considering everything's been at home, Cindy. Ego Comic-Cons at Home, E3, the Electronic Entertainment Expo has been all on mm-hmm. yeah. virtual stuff. Almost every week something new, video game-wise, is coming out. Um, well,
4: I, and, I jotted down this one. The one yeah, I, was I know, I did about. too.
1: Um, I guess with, you know, technically the return of Nerd Herders, first thing off the bat I guess we can discuss is the teaser return of a network cable show called G4.
4: Woo, G4 returning, which is actually, it's funny because when we were getting ready to start this podcast uh, and we we're invited on to, to start it, G4 had just closed its doors and it was a big influence, a big part of our daily lives, watching the show like every day, uh, all their programming and everything. And so we said, you know what, we're going to kind of do an homage to them. the way they did things, we're going to do ours the same way. So our Facebook page, you know, keeping the legacy alive, it's the original G4 logo with our additive Mm -hmm. on it, you know, kind of just keeping it flowing, keeping it going. So it's like, what a fitting time. And like that video, when they released that teaser, I know I had a couple of friends, like we're we're all sitting there like, is this... Is this, is, and then the three, those little chimes hit at the very end, and even the goosebumps all yeah. the
5: way up, and it's like, oh my god, they're coming
4: back! <laughs> so, like, definitely excited for G4. Um, I know um, they have a new vice president for yeah Yes, actually, yeah. Um,
1: vice president of operations for G4 is now officially Blair Herder who was one of the hosts. Of um Attack Attack of the, of the show Attack for a while show. before closing, he's married to Jessica Chobot. Both were working for nerdists for a time.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I guess they finally decided to retake up this mantle. So we have those two that are, you know, involved, which means they might try to bring the old crew back. I hope and Olivia Munn.
4: Yeah. However,
1: yeah. Olivia Munn is officially endorsing
4: which bleeds into the wrestling aspect. Right?
1: Woods to be a G four host.
4: Yeah, like Xavier Woods is uh two days ago or like even like less than 24 hours. he got was like,
1: hashtag Austin Creed. Yeah, he was uh, like pi- he's like
4: he's been pitching and pining mm-hmm. to have like a hosting job with him. And let's face, it, he's a shoe in. I mean, he's already hosted how many video game tournaments and everything like that, and worked it's at his, East U- Creed. Yeah, his many-
3: YouTube channel up, yeah. up down down. I'm so yeah.
5: About it, yeah. Um,
1: only because only because. You know, he had so much success with his own channel up, up, down, down, and doing everything video game-wise as Austin Creed until the E kind of was like, hey, bring it over to our channel. Now you do it with our people. You do it our way. So it's like, it's kind of iffy because he wants to do that and have it be its own thing. But then if it all, all gets affiliated, it can get messy and then money and politics. And, 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 it, and
4: it creates an interesting thing because not to make it a WWE AEW thing, him and Kenny Omega are very, very tight and Kenny Omega is very big on the video game stuff to the point where he's developing a video game. Yeah. Like, like, is he gonna so, want to be in G4? And is he gonna be allowed to bring Kenny Omega in? Yeah. Can, there to, can it be an unbiased
1: thing? Like,
4: just a separate thing, or like they're
3: not gonna be able to work with each other because they work for two there's, different companies, Yeah, couples. there's so many You know, a, a conflict of interest, so to speak. Uh-huh. You know, well, the in to and. To their respect though, AEW and WWE have several conflicts of interest going for quite a bit, what with one of their wrestlers being married to somebody else in their rest in, you know, in W So I think they've weathered that storm pretty well. So if they can yeah. do well with one of their one of the AEW guys being married to one of the WWE guys and vice versa, I'm sure they can get through the uh, hopefully they can navigate the Austin Creed Kenny Omega potential uh, faction.
4: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's I mean, it's exciting. I mean, it's like now it's like, okay, what are we gonna get? And that's the thing too. It was just that teaser, so you don't know what they're bringing yeah, back, what they're the doing. You know, you don't X-ray anything coming back
5: is
1: uh, what was that? The, it was all that game codes, like the cheaters. Yeah, the, code cheater,
4: game. the cheat code game, and then you know, um, Kevin, we want Kevin Ferreira uh, back. Oh, oh my God, I <laughs> love <you. laughs> Kevin hey Allison Hayes, Like, oh my God, it was such great memories, and it, again, they were such trendsetters for what they did and that was really the launching pad for beat culture i don't know when they shut its doors like there we're was such a gap there was such a gap and people were and so heartbroken
1: and where to get, yeah. to get everything
4: like that and- yeah and that's what we tried to emulate when we started the
0: podcast was just you know paying homage to that i think
1: dan wants to speak would you like to say yeah. something
0: dan I, I this is yes thank you uh thank you welcome to my channel it's my turn now uh <laughs> so Here's where I'm nervous, and, and and I don't want to insult the new G4 because of course I'm going to tune in wherever the hell it is, because okay. I, because I I still have memories of, I was going to say I'm the oldest one here. I'm not you uh, I'm not anymore. Uh, I'm like the youngest one here now. Um, <laughs> hey, but I, 83. I'm I'm 38. Yeah. I'm youngest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But I still have memories of, like, getting up on a weekend morning where dad and my stepmother were still getting – or my mom was still, when I was living with her, getting ready for the day It's just watching video game trailers on Tech TV or G4 and and Cinematech and the early attack of the show. Here's where I have a problem, and I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through an existential existential crisis when this happens. Two of the guys that used to work for G4 – their producers behind the scenes started uh, with Adam on Machinima, Inside Gaming, who now run Funhouse. Well, one of them's left since then, but they do Funhouse, and I watch Bruce. is Bruce Green and James Willems. They used to work, uh, and Adam also used to work behind the scenes at G4. They started that channel uh, with. I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Just like they, they, you guys with Dirt Herders and and Funhouse and Inside Gaming filled in that gap, and it's like. No, the gap's filled. It's, no. Uh, it's too much. <laughs> what am I going to well,
1: do? <laughs> it's also a matter of, I mean, we all, we already know it's not going to be the same. Yeah. But in the same right, it's also a matter of, will it all still work considering
2: Everything's how much, how,
1: not even, considering how much times have changed. A lot of the stuff on Attack of the Show that was done back in the day. Oh, God. Will, um, I'm not going to say didn't age well because it still did. It's so funny as shit. But yeah. it's just a matter of you, literally, you can't do you that can't on do that TV, TV anymore, anymore. Yeah. You know, like some of the things they would say just for funsies, with no harm intended, and no one took offense to it, was when Olivia Munn, Kevin Pereira did, you know, fatty Olympics. You know. Yeah, or, like or Olivia uh, Munn jumping in the pie, dressed as a fucking uh, As, as a fresh maid. Like, or like you know,
4: her doing the thing with the hot, you know, the, the, the hot, the, dogs, the sausages like, and all that. So like things. you know, they did a lot of stuff with like by today's standards it's like no 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 we yeah. can't do that now <laughs> you
1: know so i mean it's gonna be different and one of the things that made it so good back then was that it was so loose and so carefree and nobody took offense because it was all fun and games it was it was that kind of community but even the community has changed so much
4: and then on top of that like other than the teaser it, it there was been no specification is it going to be a cable channel like it used to be is it going to be a twitch channel is it going to be a youtube channel yeah. because essentially you don't need syndicated tv anymore no. <laughs> you
0: actually don't yeah. and i will <laughs> i will say with youtube and twitch you can get away with fatty olympics that's what i'm saying So it's just like you know like that's the thing you know do you pay a broadcast television thing
4: and you can only reach X amount on your channel, or
5: I'm
4: do, nerd. or do you just do it online and then you don't have you have less guidelines and less red tape and you can do more and more of what you want. We predicted the future. We totally did a nerd herbers episode about this. YouTube better than
1: TV, remember? Oh and yeah. We, we did. predicted. We totally YouTube? predicted how YouTube, Netflix, and there were going to be all these other streaming channels, and nobody was going to have a need for cable anymore. And look at us. When was the last time we watched cable other than Cartoon Network? Wrestling. We don't. We watch Netflix. We watch we watch YouTube. We watch Disney Plus. I watch every
4: time (laughs) Bloodsports on.
1: Oh no, Bloodsport! All right. Okay, so I'm sorry. We go from El Rey Network to Cartoon Network, and that's it. We don't watch anything anymore. Yeah, we
4: really
0: don't. Uh, drones is on. Sorry. Okay, I gotta go. I'm also trying to keep track of the chat. Uh, Pennywise0308 says. I love Veronica and Damien with a bunch of black hearts, so hello. Aww. And, uh... Pennywise. I'm sorry, Pennywise. (laughs) Pennywise. Not that Pennywise. I don't
1: know.
0: uh, Kev Isaiah 84 says, bro and sis, I miss you guys. Yes, you do. Aww. And Penny... uh, uh, Danny says unless they put uh, Attack of the Show on late night on TV, I guess. Yeah. Do you think – I don't think – I I think it has to be electronic, and I mean, like, YouTube or Twitch because – I'm thinking, too, because, I mean, I don't – I mean,
4: cable television is, is a dying thing. Everything is on – because, again, you know, you're catching more people, a, a larger viewership, but also, again, you have less red tape, you know? Mm-hmm. As we were saying, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that.
1: I mean, G4, you know, once upon a time was tech TV. They were the latest when it came to technology and the nerd culture and nerd community, and all of that has stemmed into what this is: phones and apps and streaming you know services. It's yeah. only appropriate.
3: Foxy, well, oh, go ahead, Craig. Go ahead. Now I was going to say, well, uh, whatever uh, platform it comes back on, uh, because of the. Uh, yeah. I love Yes, cats because cats. of the, because of the pussy cat. I was going to say. Okay.
5: Um, four of them
3: ourselves. Um, but what kind of show is it going to be now? Because we live in unprecedented times where kids yeah. take over the world. Um, everything is socially distant. So like we've seen just this week on in Comic Con, uh, we've had a whole cons virtually. We, uh, Kevin Smith had a whole Bill and Ted reunion online. We uh, in we've seen Saturday Night Live do it is this when when uh, g4 does come back um is that the kind of show we're going to get and when this finally ends and we can actually hug our brothers and sisters like it said so in the, in the good book um entertainment weekly um <laughs> will they will we even go back to a studio and um, because we've had so much success with reunions and with people coming together people i've i've seen Hugh Jackman and Tom Hanks more on TV now than I ever had in any of their movies because everyone can virtually... I,
5: I,
4: like, I mean, at the end of the day, these celebrities are also human beings with busy schedules and everything Wait, like what? That. Yeah, right? <laughs> are they really? Uh. Have you ever eaten one? <laughs> ah,
1: another reference. I got it. Right, you got it.
4: But um, but again, you know, it's like... It doesn't have to... It, it, it lessens also the conflicting schedules hey i'm in, in la that day oh but i got to be in boston filming something or i got to be here it doesn't matter where they are because it's like oh well i have a computer or I my, my phone we can get together regardless and do it this way anyway okay. you know so like so will that be the end of the attack of the show studio though yeah
1: that's that's
4: that's the and that's the sadder part of it. And then the funny thing is, uh, a tag of the show was really like the the um, the thing that really got YouTube hot too. Because you remember they had their top five yeah, YouTube videos yeah. that they would take. So they they made Piano Cat famous. They made they they were really the ones Keyboard that Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat. They, they made Keyboard Cat. They Keyboard
1: made, Cat. Decency Kitty.
4: Decency Kitty. they a the hamster
1: made, with the. Woo.
4: You know, they made all those, they made, they made YouTube, they really made YouTube a thing. And like, they would say, you know, whatever YouTuber it was and everything. So like YouTube owes a lot to them too.
1: Any yeah. no, any podcaster that does like a nerd culture slash comic book slash video game podcast, any, you know, streamer, even even down to YouTube content, without something like a pack of the show, Ray William Johnson would never had his uh, Equals Three and his countdowns, yep. and you know, from there, Anna, Anna Akena
3: and Oh, I and love I, her I love so you. much. Oh, oh my God, I agree. And the and the thing is, Attack of the Show, the set was as big of the sh- part of the show as the show itself. Yeah, it was basically a cast member. <laughs> the set was a cast exactly. member. Exactly, it, it was the environment. But with where we're living now, and with everything, with you, granted, they can probably get more guests now because of social distancing. But would that be in the sacrifice of one of the best sets in TV history is that going to be gone it was a simple
4: set that's the funny thing it was it was a simple set because the funny thing is the the first set though it was small uh-huh it was very busy for attack of the show slash tech tv but then when they got the bigger studio it actually the more space they simplified it and it actually was much better to look at aesthetically
0: i agree I wanted to backtrack on the uh, social distancing thing you said earlier, Craig, um, uh-huh. going just to, uh, to piggyback on the fun house inside gaming thing. I, I love them still. They're still putting out really funny content during this whole thing where they have been going to the office and using all the resources they have. However, I desperately miss <laughs> the, um, the chemistry is still there, but the chemistry is multiplied by about six when you're in the same room as somebody. So I do think a lot of this will suffer if eventually we're going to go to some. When I say normal, I don't mean the ones who think they run the country. By the way, I just want to clear that up. I'm talking about as entertainment, uh, music, entertainment as a wide. And I'm, I'm, when I say entertainment business, I mean wrestling on down to YouTube the whole gamut eventually it is going to go back to normal it's going to be able to go back to normal because i see all these other countries that figured it out
3: new zealand i'm looking at you looking at
0: you new zealand but yeah there's still a lot of magic there but there's just it's just not the same and um i also wanted to add before i sit back again it'll be a very very if they don't hire Xavier Woods, they just they, – they're going to – they miss they're out. They're
4: going to. Without a doubt, they're going to.
0: They, they, they miss go. out if they, they, they don't. they're going to, there's also like WWE is going to be like, oh, it's another thing. You know, <laughs> we, it's 8 just, Butter 41 says hello, <laughs> near herders, Miss you guys.
3: Oh, Thank you. But uh, with, the, with the WWE, I mean, how long are they milking this uh, injury with uh, with Woods? I mean, is that – and or just to go to black. wrestling for – for a quick aside, um, they're finally giving Big E a push because Kofi's injured. So is this a way to break up the New Day so that way they can they can explain all of their them not being on TV? And since E is probably going to be the only big time, only big time, only full time uh, worker of the New Day, that will let give Xavier more time to get his uh, geek affairs in order.
4: Probably, I, I would I would imagine so. I mean, you know, his, his up up down up up down down channel is hot. Yes.
5: You know, it,
4: it, Watch it, every that, week. That, that channel is ridiculously hot. I mean, he's got and then you know, and it was cool because he's got you know he he's got his own broad spectrum of things. other than the video game, you know, they do the Dungeons and Dragons play mm-hmm. and everything like that. You know, with Alexa, like you, like a bunch of people on there that you never even thought of game as, as being gamers. You know, like Asuka and Alexa Bliss and and Shayna Baszler and all these, you know, Tyler Breeze. Like, these are all gamers, really? Like, you, Rusev, you know, Rusev's a huge gamer. You know? like, I didn't
5: know that. Where I have did qu- this
0: come from? Or like, I, to or anything, you know? I have an Xavier Woods yes. question. How long do you think until he just retires from wrestling altogether with all this stuff going on?
3: I gave it three years.
4: I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it also comes down to you know, like, well, I am making X amount, not getting hurt, versus X amount, which is less, getting hurt. And I'm still
3: doing what I love. Right. You know, and he's, and got, his, and you know, he's got his doctorate, so he really doesn't have to work. You know.
4: Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, and you know, they, like you say, you can't wrestle forever as much as you want to, but you, you know, no so, want to. But <laughs> but you know, doing something like an attack like a G4, he could do that forever. you know Mm
5: -hmm. he he
4: could do that forever and and then also from from what i understand too he's looking to start his own video game company as well so he's looking beyond
3: way down the future yeah Yeah. looking
4: beyond the thing already you know he's he's looking at starting a video game company and all this so you know and obviously it seems like that's more so where his passion is going
3: yeah yeah because he wasn't and honestly and and nothing against uh Xavier consequences uh, Creed uh, through his whole career. He wasn't supposed to get this far. I mean, yeah. a guy, I mean, he had so many limitations, always a great worker and always a great guy. Everyone was loved, but I never thought I would see him in, as a main event guy in the WWE, even if he had five people with him, you know? Yeah. But um the guy's got tremendous talent. And he, well, even while he was working in the Indies in, um in TNA he was getting his his doctorate and still going to school because he even way back then he knew that he what he was going to do down the line after uh wrestling was over you know a
5: lot of these (laughs)
1: guys are smarter now than they were back then or even when we were
4: coming i mean the the people that we used to hear road stories with and and sit in the learning tree with if, if you watch them now they all say the same thing the one thing they say is Their generation, a lot of them, not all of them, a lot of them made mistakes when it came to their money and everything like that. They said the new generation now is smarter. They party less and they sit in their rooms and they video game, but or or they they're investing in themselves to do something else beyond. You know, a couple of them have opened tattoo parlor, tattoo shops, and you know they're getting degrees for the things. I think a couple of them even got the degrees while on the road doing it online after working, like.
3: Wow that's crazy, yeah you
4: know, yeah, but that,
5: is,
3: yeah that is fun. a far cry because i I hear people from my generation um when they walk into a locker room now, it used to be back you walk into a wrestler locker room, you hear you see them playing cards, you see them you know talking about who they were with last night they were talking they're playing ribs, they're doing whatever now you walk into yeah. a wrestler everyone's on their phone. Everyone's checking their Twitter page. Everyone's seeing how many likes they get, and everyone they could be texting the guy right across the uh, the locker yeah. room from them. The,
4: the the first time I got to work, ROH, and she thought this was a, a a kicker. The first time I got to work, ROH, I walked in. They had an N64 hooked up, and they were playing No Mercy.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Everybody. There you go. Every, of course. We digress. Back to our back to our actual show here. Yes, but I mean, SVCC was was great. They covered a lot of cool stuff. I mean, we we watch a lot of the toy stuff, obviously for the kids, mm-hmm. uh, and everything like that. Um, the a lot of the the McFarland DC stuff looks amazing.
3: Did uh, uh did you I, guys see the uh Todd McFarland documentary that came on last weekend? That I missed. I have not Spotify. watched that yet. So good. And to any of our listeners or our viewers, uh, it's called Todd McFarland. The hell I won't. <laughs> um and it it show it great title but it really typifies who he is um old uh, never before seen um stu- stuff clips of him when he was on a talk show with Stan Lee talking about uh when he was writing uh Spider-Man 299 uh oh. and Spider-Man 300 which you know put him on over the top put him on the map and everything all up to spawn to when he left Marvel and to it really focused on a a guy that we you know, we were just talking about uh, uh Xavier and uh him looking way past uh past his career in wrestling. Tom McFarland was a guy that always knew how to draw, never took a single class and knew exactly what he wanted to do and didn't think anything past that. Yeah. Just thought I wanna be a com I wanna be I wanna draw comic books, I wanna be a comic book artist and that's it. And even into getting his vision across and I love Todd McFarlane. Everything he's written, everything he's created. But you'll see in this documentary that's what makes it so good. Why I love documentary is he's such a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Everyone yeah. he's ever worked with, the guy yeah. is such a huge pain in the ass. Yes. He's like he's he's the to of comic book artists. It's like he you take the talent, but you got to deal with the with the assholery, you know, and but, and that's the trade off. It's like you, I'm yeah. going to get great stuff out of this guy, but at the same time, I want to punch him right in the goddamn face. Hey, hey, Craig, it didn't happen to cover when he uh, was working with the uh,
0: the Edmonton Oilers, did it? No, he skipped that that part. He created this great third jersey that had this um, stylized oil droplet, and I think he had a it uh, stake in the team at one point, and it, it, everybody hated it, so it just went nowhere, and he effed off. Speaking of being a dickhead, he's like, hey, "I'm out of here." <laughs> it's just, it was one of my, I'll show I'll show you guys later. It was one of my favorite Oilers jerseys, and it, you wouldn't think when you think of the Oilers, if you're connected to sports a little bit, you think Wayne Gretzky. Obviously. Mm. And this jersey completely erased all of that, <laughs> and I loved it. <laughs>
3: And I yeah. loved it. They, they just never went with it. I loved no, it. They they focus a lot because he is Canadian. I didn't know that, and how his his love of hockey. And um, but they they skipped over that Edmonton Oilers part. Well, probably for a good reason. Yeah.
4: I mean, I, and he had like, I mean, he had
3: a race car. Like, he was. It was so much. Stuff going song, yeah, going on. Yeah, uh, And but, uh, please watch it. It's it's on demand on uh, Sci-Fi. Just called Todd McFarland. The hell I won't. Uh, great story and and you get to see him like just the art that he was making. I mean again, mm-hmm. never before seeing stuff as he was drawing spider man two ninety nine that introduced venom and uh the the openings of uh, of spawn uh just really really, really good stuff
4: nice now uh also, as we mentioned you know as you guys mentioned there was the the kevin the Kevin Smith panel and everything like that so we bill how's everybody feeling about the next Bill and Ted? Which I've, I've already seen it when they, the, the last show they had is obviously introing the daughters. They're looking to do the full, the full circle, possibly even pass the torch on the franchise. And I might have to say, the girls playing the daughters were hilarious. I thought they were hysterical in what little I saw of them. But mm-hmm. what, what is everybody's feelings on the uh, Bill and Ted? I don't
1: know when they announced it. I think I finally just saw it today. But uh, they piano i love that man he went on oh he's not dreaming he's just friggin awesome i just want to sit there and have a cappuccino with this guy uh he like i he put out that bill and ted is going to be released for stream as well as in theaters and you can enjoy it however which way nice. you want and Sony,
0: ghostbusters please sorry yeah they're yeah. they're
1: providing it in both capacities. That way, if you want to go out and see, it, you can go out and see it, or you can watch it in the leisure of your home. Whichever they say, whichever one you feel safest to doing, it's accessible to all. And nice. I thought that yeah. was really cool. I,
3: I was I was on board with this when they announced this a year ago. When we saw Keanu, and this is right on the heels of John Wick three he's promoting, and there's Alex Winter. And when I saw them, those two together, I just thought, hey, that's cool that they're still friends after all the time when they're actually doing a movie together. I already was in no matter what they did. Even if it was just <laughs> those guys, <laughs> You know, if it was my dinner with Andre, it was just those two guys sitting in a room and a table and that's it, I'd still go to see it. So I've I've watched I cannot wait. I Dan knows this about me. I hate trailers. If there's a movie I wanna see, I don't wanna see trailers. Trailers give it are way too long now, they give away way too much.
5: Yeah. Oh like, yeah, oh yeah. Not three. that
3: they're gonna put the funniest stuff in the trailer anyway, but I'm already going to see it, so I don't need to see what I'm I'm about to see. Um but I, I know the story, and it it looks amazing. Uh, the only bad part is no George Carlin, and there's no Clarence yeah. Clemens. But I know yeah. they'll though. From what I understand, they work around that, and they have they give a an, an homage to those two uh, in the yeah. film. So I, obviously, I, I cannot but wait. The
5: only thing that's got
4: us weirded out about the trailer is Keanu oh with
3: no beard now is so
4: weird looking. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just like, like, dude, keep the beard. It doesn't matter.
3: Just and it, the, you, and the, the weird thing is, Davey, we grew up with Keanu with no beard. You know? I know! He's like, now <laughs> we want Keanu with a beard. All the time. <laughs> that
1: man is a national treasure. He always has been. But, like... Daddy is. John and, Wick, and now this, and getting his hands into cyberpunk. And even just doing stupid little cameos. Mm-hmm. Like, he did a cameo in a Netflix uh, romantic comedy. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. Always been like,
3: my maybe. Yes.
1: Yeah, and,
4: and then... Pretty much spoofing himself because he plays himself. Yes. <laughs> yes. And
1: then all the while, just still being humble Keanu, it's like
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that
1: man is just amazeable.
4: Exactly. I mean, I, I mean, and not for nothing, I mean, you know, yes, for those of us waiting on cyberpunk are, are pissed at the umpteenth setback for it and everything like that, which actually turns out, it's just going to be because it's the news consoles.
5: Mm-hmm. But,
4: okay, I was getting cyberpunk as it is. But then yeah. when, you know, l- last year's E3, when he walked on the stage and they announced the whole special edition he was part of it and I'm like oh honey you know." I'm looking up I'm
1: like is that honey?
4: and we're like oh (laughs) "Oh, my god we're freaking out as much as you know love you. you're beautiful you're beautiful like he was awesome (laughs) but then you know when they announced the whole thing for the special edition like less than an hour later I'm telling her about it and she looks at me literally and she goes and you haven't pre-ordered it yet why? (laughs) I'm
1: an enabler but again (laughs) it was
3: honestly it was because of Keanu, <laughs> it's like, of course, I'm going like, to carry more Keanu. I'm gonna get this, <laughs> the way we do anything is because of Keanu, exactly, exactly, now, and then um, today,
4: we know, of course, because I know Dan's amped about it, the uh, Marvel Avengers game, which is in September, dropped the big news about Hawkeye today,
3: Hawkeye being the first free downloadable character you can play beforehand. It's got unique adventures independent from the game. The game which already looks absolutely amaze balls, if I can borrow that word, Foxy.
5: Absolutely.
3: Um, um I hope you didn't trademark it because I can't pay you for it. Um yeah. Uh, yeah. it looked yeah, absolutely I've been I've been jonesing you know how we are for the next bill and ted for a new avengers game for about nine years now since the yeah. last ultimate alliance <laughs> 2. Yeah. so i've wanted an avengers game especially since the movie's been blowing up it's like why hasn't there been an avengers game yet um a but, yeah a good one I, I agree i mean and i'm not not the fighting games i mean the actual platform storyline story. yeah. yes you can get all the characters together yeah. I had this pre-ordered during the, from the first trailer.
0: I don't know what everybody was waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know what the problem is. Uh, they don't look like the movie characters. Well, gee, think, you know. Now, and gaming. Did
4: anybody hear about the uh, the leak? I think it was by I think it was Best Buy or Walmart of a new GI Joe Giddy video game. No. no. <laughs> there is actually there was actually a leak. Uh, it was um you could get some of the information on YouTube guys um. G.I. Joe Operation Blackout. Okay. Um, basically, you know, very stylized characters, three-on-three three teams. You pick which side you want to play on, and everything like that. And it, it's it's starting to sound and look like it's actually going to – because every G.I. Joe game that's ever come out in the history of G.I. Go games has been garbage. Yeah. <laughs> this is horrible. But, you know, like – Holy still shit. Oh, You found it. I guess you found it, right? <laughs> he found it but no it's stylized it looks amazing it's supposed to be like this three-on-three story adventure you pick your sides and all like that and it leaked by mm. accident and i think about an hour or so after they leaked it of course they took it off for uh, for pre-order and everything but yeah that's supposed to be coming out i think i think they I actually didn't give a date but gi joe okay. operation blackout you definitely gotta check that out craig if you're a gi joe fan
3: yeah, see here. Here's the thing, Damien. I I'm not aware of any of the GI Joe games. Are they like a Call of Duty um, type there, of they, or, or, there are There hasn't a been a GI Joe game in since like I got
5: Nintendo. It, I got the There's, look, look, look,
3: There's look, one of our four. Look,
2: there you
3: go. Uh, yeah, Amber's uh, got her. Amber can't share the screen. She's got a, a um, no compete clause clause in her contract, <laughs> so she can't look. Um well, actually, it, but is it, the actually, actually, is the engine is the G. I. Joe uh video game engine is it like a is it a um is it a fighting, is it like a first person or is... it's a shooter? It's a third person okay. shooter. It's a third person
4: shooter. Uh it's like you you, you create a three person team, you know, of course there's snake eyes and all of this stuff, you know, all these yeah. characters and everything like that. Uh and you pretty much, you know, it's a three on three I don't know if it's three on three, it's just but you pick a three three person squad. And
5: okay, you the
4: game. I don't I mean they haven't said anything in terms of a story yet or anything uh-huh. like that. All they said is, you know, you can choose your side and you have a three-person squad. That's all, like, the re- but the still image images look amazing. It has a really cool stylization, uh, similar to, like, the, the WWE Battlegrounds, which looks like an actual fun wrestling game, which yeah. hasn't come down the pike in years either. <laughs> we don't need everything to be simulation. We've said that. It could be more fun fun or serious. It could be something fun and, you know, like Battlegrounds are fun, but it has, like, that nice cartoony stylized look not a, not a squat you know more stressed out but it has a really good cartoon feel to it and everything like that um mm-hmm. it's a cell look it has a cell look very much like um borderlands in a sense just okay. less less stylized with the lines but you gotcha. know the, the, the bigger outline and everything like that And it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun okay
1: my biggest gripe with video games right now is the lack of Fun. Yeah. Everything.
5: is so serious. Is so
1: serious. I under. I completely understand immersive storytelling and great storytelling and gritty and epic. I get it because I love it myself.
5: Gritty. Mm-hmm. Gritty. There
1: are. There are just some times where you just want to play a stupid fun game, and like, there, there just aren't any yeah. anymore. You know, yeah.
0: there. That is the one. The one. Well, there's probably a couple more than one negatives, but that's the one main negative thing that i got from twitch since actually giving streaming a go and getting fans and getting people to watch is and you guys should watch too every every night later for you
1: too oh
0: well okay then i'll answer um (laughs) but it's too freaking listen i'm not playing Fortnite first of all i suck at Fortnite. i'm playing it on fridays because i found a group of guys that i enjoy playing with we have fun i would like to win But my good time is not predicated on if I win. There is a few guys that I, there is a guy that I played with that I don't play with anymore. And and I love the guy, but I can't play video games with the guy because I, we always have to win or try and I can't have fun. And I I cannot do that. Um, Part of the thing for Twitch for me is, is I make getting angry entertaining. Mm Mm-hmm which if you've watched me play Spider-Man recently. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's calm, the, calm, stupid, fun, like Deadpool, Harry said. The Deadpool yeah. video game is stupid fun, you know, except for the last time I played it live on Twitch. It my, my only my, gripe with that one, it was just, it was too short. It was just it too was short. short. It was done in four hours. Yeah, I, was, I
1: know.
4: She got it for me as a gift and I'm like,
1: I spent sixty dollars on that
4: thing. <laughs> I finished it like in a half a day. It was like it
1: was Gears of War all over again. I'm like, I'm oh done. my god, it was, a Ge- it
4: was a Gears. Of- yeah, Gears of War three was the same thing. Oh,
1: I bought it for him as a Christmas gift. He played it on Christmas. He was done on Christmas. Like, Are you kidding me? Wow. <laughs>
4: You're
1: kidding me, right? Great,
4: yeah, great gift. <laughs> because <'cause laughs> gears- cause that 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 gears three was so much for the um you know I'm I'm not a multiplayer person it's like look I want to multiplayer. here's a controller come to my house yeah exactly not now but not now but yeah
1: no but uh, agreed like I'm current I'm currently still playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey I started on Mother's Day and it's been a long time since I've gained okay and what I absolutely love about this game that assassin's creed yes it's a very deep story it is very emotional if you've played all of them like i pretty much have you know what you're going in for but assassin's creed odyssey has this great balance of serious and then
4: a joke humor. like a punchline yeah there. like
1: you're dealing with death and war and all this other nonsense and then all of a sudden you know the main characters are bantering about the dumbest thing and you're here like bowling and laughter it's like there's such a great
3: I I had better experience than my Last of Us 2 one. Fuck that game. Well, thank you. Well, that's what I was getting ready to, uh, I'm playing. I just finished Red Dead Redemption 2, which oh. thankfully <laughs> this this pandemic gave me the opportunity to finally finish. So <laughs> I did, and this, I had to finish it because I had Last of Us 2 waiting in the wing. So I just started Last of Us 2 last week, and I'm going through it. And unfortunately, since I'm late to the party, because apparently people have finished it ahead of me. And they're not too happy either with the finish or the overall game itself. I'm still into it. Maybe it's because I just began it. Um, but I I, only, I hear what you're saying, me <laughs> about it not being fun because
1: yeah, like, I, I, I I can talk about it spoiler free. Yeah. So it's totally cool. Okay. Um it's it was more so I I uh, I was a co-pilot for that yeah, game. Yeah, she's a co-pilot. There's okay. certain games I don't want to physically play, but I will watch him play. In because a party,
4: she, she wants to you know? see the cinematic yeah. of it. Right, so, right.
1: What it was with it was that the connection you developed from the first one, uh-huh. there was a disconnect with that connection.
3: So,
5: well,
1: yeah. I, mean, I mean, at least on our end, there were points where just like, why is this happening this doesn't exactly fit in in not not I don't want to say the mold of the characters because the characters do grow but uh-huh. even in that growth you sit there questioning okay but why you know and uh-huh. then
4: it's like they want you to it's like they, they created the story in a way to try to make you feel a certain way forcing you to
1: feel things it's like no,
4: I won't feel that way at no, all I pissed yes, off
1: There was no fluid. Emotions to yeah. so it. Was, this is what we're going to give you because we yeah. want you to feel this way. This is that's weird. not how a game should be. It should be more fluid, more natural. And forcing that, forcing you to feel a certain way about this character or this character really just made yeah. us at least. It is gonna be, this really is definitely going to have to be, all that.
4: Yeah, this is definitely going to have to be like a more elaborate conversation yes. once you finish it. Because then we could, because yeah. also we think it was, we understand what they tried to do. It uh-huh. was just, Put together improperly, and if they did, if they put it together in a different way, it would have worked. And again, I don't want to say any because, again, I don't want to spoil any of you. I don't know how far you are yeah. in the game. So, this is definitely a conversation to expand upon. Yeah.
3: I, 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 I what, what got me was uh, obviously one of the, uh, we lost a major character early in the game, yeah. which kind of put, you know, was down. It, the, the tone was set, and I wasn't really, I was more invested in the gameplay after that than the actual story. Yeah, tre- pro- yeah, well, go ahead.
4: No, but that's that's what happened to a lot of people too. Because a lot of people like, you know, they hit that big moment that happens, expected, which was expected, but yeah, so early, not that early, yeah. And, and, and you know, and now you're like, you know, because it gets you like this, you're like, oh yeah. my god, and, you, and you're, you're 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 like, now I just want to kill it. <laughs> from from me, from mm-hmm.
1: now, from, strictly from a writer's standpoint, not not a fan of the game or anything, because I do write. It was uh. also a matter of. I understand the game developers and writers not wanting to give in to fans. I am am completely about that. Do not give in to what the fans want. But in the same right, don't completely write a game and create a game that you want because you're just creating something you want and that's it without thinking Mm -hmm. of an audience in general. Because when it comes to writing, they blatantly say, you got to write for an audience. Yes, you can write the book that you want, but know your readers. You don't Mm -hmm. have to appease every single fan and every single gamer that's going to play it, but you do got to think long run with it. Like, yes, this is the story that I want to tell, but maybe the story you want to tell isn't appropriate for what the game franchise is as a whole. Gotcha. And
4: some some people are even saying like certain (laughs) things should have been more of you should have had a choice. You know, yeah. give it, give you a yes, choice. There should have but, been more
1: choice. But again, more, like, you know, this, this is going
4: to have to be obviously an expanded conversation yeah. when you finish.
1: <laughs> Although we are not, we are definitely not in agreement with the backlash. No, I
4: mean, absolutely not. It's one like, it's
1: thing to not like a game. Yeah, but or, it's another thing to,
4: like, threaten yeah, ac- but the voice
1: backlash actors of and other <laughs> Like That was ridiculous. Yeah, the backlash that, like, either game voice actors or game creators get over this like of a game, that's just straight up entitlement. You guys shouldn't be gaming. Because that's just
0: unnecessary. Actually, Dan wants to say something
1: about that. He knows
0: we're right. It started <laughs> with Ghostbusters.
3: It, didn't Matt. it all start with Ghostbusters, Dan?
0: Yep. For me, yeah, but that's yeah. neither here nor
3: there. That's
4: where it really it really came
0: to the forefront with Ghostbusters. That Yeah, Dragon knows what I mean. Like, it was like a thing you just heard about, and then Ghostbusters came out, and apparently it was nothing anybody wanted. So, everybody with an entitled small pecker on internet. Mm-hmm. Um, attacked Leslie Jones, attacked Paul Feig, attacked, and people make a joke about it, like, well, if you didn't like the new Ghostbusters, you were just sexist. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're allowed to like not like the new Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. but there was people who were only like not liking it because tits were involved. Exactly. <laughs>
1: this, that, the whole, even the Ghostbusters thing, that stemmed from. I forgot exactly what it was because we covered it on Nerd Herders when we were on the air. It, something in nerd pop culture. Happened. And a bunch of fans were in a for signed the petition and got something changed. And it was after that that happened Everybody, that yeah. everyone thought they had entitlement to change anything. I forgot what it was. Yeah, but there I remember was we
0: covered
5: Because that's it was. where the whole
1: barrage of we want Ghostbusters changed. Here's a petition. We don't like the new Far Cry 5. Here's a petition. We don't like Game of Thrones ended. Here's a petition. It, it, there was it, one thing that happened, and I hated it because they gave in. I'm like, this is not a good thing. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. Power Here's, to
0: the people can also blow up in your head. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Here's the curveball. At the same time that that happened, and I remember that episode, and of course, I don't remember the subject either. Right? Um, the Sony leak happened. Mm-hmm. And Harry being the a-hole that he is, calling it Girls Ghostbusters, because he's one of those small pecker guys on the internet. I'm um, <laughs> oh, kidding, Harry, kind of. No, he's uh, not. Kind <laughs> not of, really. A little bit. A little bit. Um... 'Cause I know he's just doing it to get it, annoy me and so I'm just trying to annoy him back. There was that Sony leak that leaked the script. And everybody based their oh, I read the script and I think this sucks. <laughs> so it's like, why did you read the script before you saw the movie? Don't yeah. you have any self control? Like on top of that, like, you know,
4: even before I ever did any acting stuff, not everything that's in the script makes it to film because what works in writing a lot of times doesn't translate to a camera which is also why like you know a lot of times like our favorite nerd culture movies when they do origins you know they cut this out they cut that out they cut this out some of it is for time but some of it is also because what works in writing just doesn't work on a camera
5: you know (laughs) yes yes a lot of
4: stuff is omitted as well you know it has nothing to do with them changing things you know they have x amount of time to show you know this is, we have 90 minutes or 98 minutes, whatever our movie time is. This is what we got, so we gotta omit this. We gotta go omit that and everything like that, you know. And that's how it is. You
0: know, that's for, how. It's, for everybody in the chat, it was years before Sonic. This is 2016. Yeah,
4: years before Sonic.
0: Yeah, the Sonic oh, yeah, game exactly. is 2019.
1: Well, that, that, that was something that actually was
0: a good thing. That, was, that was a good win. That was that a was, good win. Yes, exactly. That was a good win. Torino Torino X wants the cat's cat butt cut.
1: It was somewhere between 2008 to 2000, I want to say, 13,
4: somewhere in that time frame. I was really squeezing it down there.
1: I don't remember if it was a TV show or a movie or a game, but it was a big uproar to get something about it changed.
4: I can't remember what it was.
1: And the developers or whoever did it gave in to the change. And after that point, everybody now that dislikes something Mm. about anything, petitions for it to change because they don't like how it ended they don't like how it was drawn they don't like this they don't like that i forgot what it was i'm trying to look right now but there's so many
0: yeah. pop
1: culture petitions these exactly. days. Harry, well,
0: that would be a good idea gotham video game
4: that, <laughs> there, there was talks of that at one time like uh, a few years back i think i it was like a news bit because it's funny because sometimes when i listen look at all the old shows or whatever like that and i see old news bits Mm-hmm. Or, or or things that I posted that we ca- talked about, and it's like, wow, what happened to this? Like years ago, it never turned about to do. it. But I know at one time there was talks of a Gotham City game where you play more as other characters and everything like that. And yeah. then it
3: just and, kind of and to be to be fair, not to cut you off, uh, Batman Arkham City was a perfect video game as far as the entire oh, yeah. city being a gameplay.
0: I'd yeah, say that's exactly. even better than Arkham Knight.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean.
4: Let's see what else we got here. I mean, and I, and I'm sorry,
0: Damien, real quick. I meant a Green Arrow video game. I'm sorry. Uh, Green Arrow video game. Actually, as an arrow. Uh, Harry was talking about arrow. Oh, arrow, as yeah. oh yeah, as yeah. An arrow video game would be
3: awesome.
4: Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hells yeah. Uh, then another one that we actually kind of, because we had mentioned Game of Thrones briefly before, uh, was breaking like a little while before we came on the air or whatever the case may be. So, you know, DC is, is working on now, you know, again, expanding their movie universe. And they're trying to lead to um the uh Justice League Dark. You know, uh-huh. and, that, and they and they may have found their Satana. The front runner for Satana is Amelia Clark.
3: Ooh. So thoughts Cersei. on that. Hmm. The Queen of Dragons now, the Queen of Magic. I mean, hmm. I accept her in any
0: I accept her in any role. <laughs> that's, 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 yeah. that's, 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 yes, or whatever, yes. <laughs> She's gonna play a rock. Okay.
4: okay. Fine, Amelia Clark from Miss Pac-Man.
3: I'm in. Sure, fine, I'm in. Sign me yeah, up. Yeah, see now, now see now, the geek part is, of me is coming in because as much as I adore Amelia Clark, I'm saying she's way too short because I I I was picturing my antennas, tall statuesque. Why would you yeah. insult Harry like that about short people?
0: There was a petition
1: to save the Lions.
0: I bet oh. I do remember that. I do remember. I would yeah.
1: have signed that.
4: Yeah. The science are so good.
1: I wish that show was good. Sorry, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm literally trying,
3: still to, still trying to figure out what it was. It's going to
1: drive me crazy, and it's probably going to pop on my head, like, Friday morning. Dragon Tales, it was Dragon Tales. Like, it's going to be one of those moments. And
3: now it's going to drive know? all of us crazy, Foxy. Thank you.
1: If i got to go down this crazy road, everybody's coming.
3: Everybody's down. going down. Everybody's, yes. everybody's in for the ride. Well, yeah, we well, were right. speaking about uh, TV and uh, great um, shows that are no, no longer gone. Uh, the Emmy nominations came out yesterday, uh, and the what show that got the most Emmy nominations, 26, uh, was based on one of the greatest graphic novels of all time, Watchmen, uh, that I was not on board with when I found out it was going to be a series on HBO. I mean, I'm a big, big fan of the movies. It's like, how are they going to pull this off? Regina King? What? Okay, I'll watch it. Oh my God, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen on television. Okay, so now this is interesting because she was she w- was
4: on that fence and has not crossed it. She's like, I watched I the movie and, and she has not
5: crossed but it. But, so. not,
1: but I have my own, I, it's not a belief. It's just the graphic novel was, was what it was. It was a graphic novel, everybody's story is in there, done. And I just, don't see a need for any before stories or any after stories that's all it is to me you like, a, like,
4: you like your neat little bow and that's i the like silver.
1: the bow of the graphic novel i like those characters specifically you did want you to see it comedian give me some more about the comedian I've, I've, like, I've,
3: I've, have you seen the series at all i have not yeah say the it's fence. not that i
1: don't want to i just
0: Oh, my God, it is one of the greatest pieces of television I've ever watched in my life.
3: Exactly. And, and Fox, all I'm, say, and all I'm saying is this, and um, I, I know I might be late to the party, and I, don't, I hate being that guy that I watch something and I love, and I try to, not only do I try to get other people to watch it, but the people that I know would like it, I want to get them on board. I came into this, now, now here, I'm the minority. Okay, not just in, in life, in society, <laughs> in, this, in this particular, okay. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the graphic novel. I read it, just to say I read it, but it wasn't like, I wasn't blown away by it. I mean, Alan Moore is one of my great, he's written my favorite graphic novel of all time, The Killing Joke, yeah. and Watchmen was good, but I wasn't, oh my God, it, it didn't for me. I was I the same with the, of- with the, and I was the same with the movie. The movie, I, I enjoyed a lot more than the graphic novel, and I just let that one go. The Watchmen TV series, um, the only thing I knew about it, it took place 30 years after the graphic novel, of which I was not a fan of. But this show stands on its own. I've got people that were texting me after it was over who never picked up a comic book in their life, and they're telling and they're raving about how good this show is. And the, for it to get 26 Emmy nominations from people That's that are movie. as far removed from pop culture as you can possibly get, Speaks to how good this sh- this show is. Please, now that we have some time, just, I'm, and I'm, I'm going to give you this test, Foxy. The first, give it 20 minutes. Episode one, season one. Is, well, there's only been one season, but episode one, the 20 minutes. If you're not invested, and you don't want to see anymore, but doesn't, turn it off. I'm not even going to give you any crap about it. But I this, 20 the first 20 minutes of episode one, if you're not on board, or if you say this is not, then that's all. Then I won't. I won't. We won't bring it up again. That, again.
4: Is, that, a, is, an that is an
3: interesting challenge. I will,
4: I
1: will take that challenge. I mean, again, it's it's not that it's just it's nothing about hate or oh I don't see a Oh, like, I know nothing about it. Nothing about it really was enough for me to go. All right, yeah, I'll check it, it out. It's kind of like
4: it's kind of like also like um the new Penny dreadful. We were we yeah. were we heard Penny dreadful was coming. We were like yes, and then we got that first trailer and it didn't have that feel of season one. It was just like. I have a lot of
1: issues uh, with it being called a Penny Dreadful. It was like, okay, we're done. I am want to completely dork out here. Yes. Yeah. but, you know, <laughs> but you it's nerd it.
3: herders. It's <laughs> nerd herders, not dork herders. You cannot,
1: <laughs> call it, you cannot call the show Penny Dreadful if it is not set in Victorian London when Penny Dreadfuls were the horror stories that got put in the newspapers back then. Penny Dreadful is quite literally a, a Victorian London term. You could not use a Victorian London term to talk about a TV show that's set in the Nazi, not- era in california i'm sorry you cannot and there
4: did we just had our first return <laughs> foxy nerd Rage?
1: there you um, go it's, bam it's <laughs> it 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 not about the story itself i'm pretty sure the new penny dreadful has a great story and we all know there's fantastic actors oh in yeah it. just don't freaking call it penny dreadful not what it is penny dreadful is no no
0: and <laughs> another thing sorry <laughs> One more thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, just,
3: just one more thing.
0: One, oh, just one more thing. Uh, Her, uh, Craig, while you're leading the show, I do have the uh, when you're done, I have the
3: last subject I want to bring up. Oh, we'll bring it up right now. Oh, are, are you done? Uh, I was just gonna. Um, Watchmen uh, got twenty six uh, Emmy nominations, also with fifteen nominations. The Mandalorian, also oh, yes. the first nomination for Disney Plus ever. So right out of the gate, they got 15 Emmy nominations for a fledgling for a channel that's not even a year old.
4: And, and then they just dropped uh, today two news of a potential Darth Maul television series with him appearing in other shows. Yes.
3: Yes. Also, uh, also a tidbit: uh, Black Widow may or may not premiere on Disney Plus, and or may do do the uh, the uh, Bill and Ted. Uh, venture either it will be available on streaming and in the theaters, Oh, so that's, that's still up in the air.
4: Oh, speaking of, um, then what's what's your name? Uh, Zoe, Zoe Kravitz,
3: Why are you
4: yes, fighting? Catwoman,
3: uh, Zoe, Zoe
4: Kravitz as Catwoman, yes, <laughs> yes, wait, what now? In, in uh, and the... is it's... Catwoman for the Batwoman television show, no, it's... I
1: thought. She's in the
3: Batman. movie. No, the Batwoman television series. <laughs> yeah. Was it the movie or was it the it's series? It's a movie. She's going to be Catwoman in the movie, yeah, the Batman, I, with Matt Reeves. Bat-whatever, I'm in for Zoe Carrots in the Catwoman series. As am I. And as much as I hate, I'm not hate, but and there does not have to be a Catwoman in every Batman movie. Yes, there
0: does. No.
3: There does not. Yes, sir, there are does. other, there are way more, there are other female is in Batman. I don't You're, know why we... You know what? You're right. Anne, Hath-
0: Anne Hathaway was perfect. So was Michelle Pfeiffer. I have my, my spank bank work on.
3: And Halle Berry and da, 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 da. but we don't need another Catwoman. Just like we don't need another hero, Tina Turner. Another reference. Thank you. Thank you. Ah,
5: ah,
1: yes. I can agree. I can actually, I love yes. the character of Catwoman. I love the idea of Zoe Kravitz as a Catwoman. However, I do agree. We don't need another Batman Catwoman, just like we, well, we never needed a million Batman origin movies either when we already know the
3: origin. And what, 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 for what I understand with this, the Batman movie with Matt Reeves, which is why it's so top heavy with Batman, we mean, we're, we're having, uh, Colin Farrell as the penguin penguin and, uh, Paul Dano as, uh, the Riddler and, uh, I believe, um, Jonah Hill, maybe the the Calendar Man, and uh, Zoe Kravitz is playing Selena Kyle. They didn't say Catwoman, but she's playing Selena Kyle. Mm-hmm. They're putting all these characters in because what I believe they're doing is uh, Batman: and The Long Halloween, which is my second favorite Batman graphic novel of all time. And they're not they're skipping the origin story. Like they like when Captain when Captain America: Civil War introduced Spider Man. We all know the origins. They just said here's Spider Man. Wait a minute,
0: Craig. I don't think I'm clear yet on how Batman gets created.
3: Uh nobody is Dan. I don't think oh. his story's ever been told enough on screen, but from what I understand, uh and if you're a Batman fans, uh the long Halloween was pretty much Batman year two, which is what Matt Reeves said he's he's concentrating on. This is um mm-hmm. Batman uh year two, so there won't be an origin story. It'll just be Batman oh, it's in not his,
4: necessary, yeah.
3: Yeah, he's so scared, like, I, you to reboot Superman. We know Superman's origin. We don't need to go there turtles we know the turtle ninja turtles origin we
4: don't need to go there
3: let's just yeah yeah. and that's what made what made civil war such a great going back to marvel films in that film that one movie they introduced two characters without an origin story and it worked and i people had no idea who the hell black panther was by the end of that movie they were yeah, all they fans did. so much that when black panther came out it broke box office records without an origin story <laughs> you know you know
0: for you know,
1: smart too real quick where it's like here's a character you want to know its origin pick, a book.
0: pick up a book pick up a comic book yeah my favorite fake troll uh that marvel fil- the marvel films did was come out with the black panther movie and then at the end of uh, infinity Ward, kill him that was yeah. that was my favorite cuz that theater just when he goes and he disappears you you that air sucked out of that room before we even got to the Spider-Man death
3: yeah like wait what did you just and then, do and then i had to talk people down well isn't he doesn't he have a sequel coming out he, he can't be dead yeah no dude dude no, no. <laughs> and, and the and the amount of and from that you go from that that despair Dan, to the the amazing applause oh my God. Big pop when uh he appeared uh, an end game. I don't care who knows it. When he looks at
0: Captain America, I was a friggin' mess. <laughs> I was a mess when he gives him the look, the hot, you know, without saying a word. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we're here, buddy. And I'm just like,
3: <laughs> 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 not here, not now. Not, not here, not, here not, not now. He's coming. Look, he's coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and, and I still watch the crowd reactions on YouTube, and I saw it. Uh, it, I, I was lucky enough to uh see uh, an advanced screening of it and in a pack theater and there was crying there was yelling through tears because everyone was so excited and at the same time uh absolutely uh glorious. I still watch the crowd reaction films on YouTube from people that snuck in uh cameras and watching it for the first time. Absolutely uh, uh, amazing. I love watching uh, oh yeah, crowd reaction Oh yeah crowd reaction I love great. them so much. Yeah.
4: The other no, case- and again, not to derive this wrestling, game, but one of my favorite ones was the crowd reactions to AJ Styles' debut with the Royal Rumble. Oh, that was yes, because those those were, those were really good. Those are really good. Audience uh, reactions to Baby Yoda getting Baby Yoda getting. Punched. Oh
0: yes, that was when Baby Yoda gets punched. Audience they have, those, reactions they have those reactions. to reactions. Audience audience reactions to Baby Yoda being punched. Holy shit, people get <laughs> so pissed. It's not even funny.
3: If, you know, it's a struggle, Actually, I only <laughs> no, got, isn't that funny. I oh, stopped wha-
0: after two episodes.
3: What? Okay. Um, can you pick it back up, Dan. Yeah. And speaking of picking up, can you pick up um our last topic? Mr. Yes. Damien, you and I, let's talk for a
0: second.
4: Okay.
0: Uh-oh. Uh, and Craig a little bit, but more so Damien, because I know what a fanny is of. Uh... Oh shit. Okay. So we've been trying to do this for months, and then the pandemic killed everything. And Craig and I, I was gonna go with Craig on MMR, and but Damien killed that too. But there's a trailer for this movie that came out a couple months ago. I don't remember if you know it. It's called Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ah, of course. <gasps> um. So now that we are here to talk about it, how do you feel?
4: Um, I have to see, like, like the first trailer, like, you know, the Easter eggs were there and everything like that, and I'm getting it, and I get where they're going with it. But it, it just seemed, you know, because Ghostbusters – you know, though it's a dark thing, it's very lighthearted too. So the trailer didn't have that lighthearted feel. So I ha- I, re- I haven't, like, yeah,
1: I'm fully invested. I haven't,
4: not even, okay, I can't say invested, but like, I want to see the next trailer so I could get that feel. I didn't feel like Ghostbusters just yet. To me, it felt like, it felt like an amazing, like, you know, people put together these amazing, over-the-top, really good Fan trailers that you almost think they're legit. Yeah, that's what it felt like more to me. It felt like somebody put together this really cool concept for a Ghostbusters movie, but I want to I want to get that feel, you know, or just give me a shot of like Bill Murray or Zed Moore or something really quick. Just no, give me- I don't. I
0: don't want. Uh, I don't want a goddamn shot of the original guys in those trailers. <laughs> you already ruined it, and I knew, And listen, you and I and anybody who's a Ghostbusters fan, even the casually knows the name Spangler and knew that was Of course, of that. yeah. All, that part <laughs> I was I oh. was yeah, 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 when she pulls when his granddaughter, that's his granddaughter by the way everybody, yeah. uh, that pulls aside the jumpsuit and I'm like <gasps> Um, cause, I, cause she's
4: not as as big as Ghostbusters as, 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 as I am, but I she was here and I went, oh my god,
0: Taylor! <laughs> I appreciate, I appreciate,
1: appreciate, I appreciate the movie. Did but you like,
0: catch? Did you catch the foot that stomps on the car for uh, Paul Rudd on Paul yes. Rudd's car? Yes. Okay. yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, oh st- my god!
4: Like no, like did, did oh, you? But it's like I said, for me right now, it's feeling like it's the, the very first trailer felt more like a really good made fan trailer. Like you kind of see on YouTube, you go, the ones that make you go, is this real? Because this looks like this could be real. <laughs> this is a really good shot. You know? So it's like, I just, I don't have that ghostbuster feel yet. But like, again, I, I'm not saying I don't want to, I, I want
0: to see more. Yes, I, I do want one more, more trailer. I do want you one more that? trailer. Yeah, Give me one more trailer without giving away too much. Is all that uh, I I will say this. Um, did you, what, what did you, did you catch any of the other little Easter eggs? Did you, did you do as much hunting as I did? I did not do as much hunting as you
4: did because it's been a while since I've seen the trailer. You know, it's called parenting and three oh, kids. I did, I did this yeah. in a
0: day. I don't know what I did this in an hour. <laughs> Again, three kids, four cats, a giant sized turtle. I understand. I understand. You, did you see the name of the mining company? <laughs> no, I missed that. It's Shandor Mining Company.
4: Shandor, Shandor, Shandor. Evo her,
0: Shandor, the guy that built the building that Dana lived in in the first movie. Gotcha. Just saying. I think. I think. I think Zool's coming back. I don't know.
4: Well, there was kind of wasn't there. There was kind of a tease to... because remember was it the last one? Because those like this is its own thing. It seems like it might still. I'm glad you brought, brought
5: that up, Damien.
0: Because what's her face? She says at the end. Who, what's, who, what's Zool? What's Zool? He goes, what's Zool? Here, here's my conspiracy theory uh, thought on this. They're going to tie all in. I guarantee you there's going to be a tease that ties it all in. Oh, yeah. And the only reason why I say that is because the only comic books that I have stayed up updated on in the last 10 years is the Ghostbuster line, because it's not the kids or the giant turtle. I just have I, up until the pandemic, I had a lot of work to do. Um. I made sure I stayed up on the Ghostbusters comic books. IDW does a wonderful... IDW is great with the individual titles. Oh, my God. But they did an actual series for years of the original Ghostbusters, and they did a short run of 101, which had the the ladies, uh, the two main universes joined together. Then they did uh, a universe where all of the universes kind of got split and broken, and they all joined. Extreme Ghostbusters, the cartoon world, they all... In have you, have you done any, any, so have, I'm assuming you've done the infestation stuff too with IDW? Oh yeah. So I, I have this weird feeling and they're not, of course they're going to be quiet about it. I have this weird feeling, even though the ladies might not show up, that this is a way that's going to tie everything together. And, and no, not, I have a feeling they're going to tie them in and that's going to be their way of going, Hey, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I know, listen, I, People didn't like the movie. People think it sucked. They say Paul Feig sucks. It's just subjective. Go to hell. I know people that don't like the original Ghostbusters, and I haven't murdered them. Uh, so- I, I, admit, like, I haven't watched the whole movie. I probably caught about because it was like,
4: one of those days. Because again, like you guys know, you know, prior to this pandemic, with my work schedule and then the karate school schedule, there was like really no time for anything. So it was like one of those like Saturdays. I was sitting here, and the kids finally got quiet for a moment. I think I caught it like a little bit more than a little bit more than halfway through mm. and i just left it on so i probably watched about a good three quarters of the movie but from the three quarters i
0: saw i enjoyed it you know like i i enjoyed it i saw the movie in the theaters nine times and eight, eight times it took somebody different okay and yeah. each, each time each time they got we got out of the and they're going i don't understand what the big deal is it was fine it's a good it was fun I don't yeah, know, what's what's the big deal? I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. Because like certain times, we've said this in the past too
4: uh, on old shows and just in general, people. Sometimes, like yes, w- we are nerd culture, and there's certain things that we love in a certain way. But sometimes you have to look at it objectively. Okay, l- let me watch it from the movie standpoint, not from the uh the the and, core, the yeah. the, fa- the fan standpoint. Like, I forgot, there was a movie that we were like, okay, on a fanboy standpoint, it was terrible. On a movie standpoint, it was great.
0: Wolverine Origins. Yeah, yes! Wolverine Origins. yes! Oh my I god, know. I found the other people that felt, felt the same way as I did. Thank you! Oh,
4: Wolverine, Wolverine Origins was not a good Wolverine movie. It was no. not a good movie. It was not a movie. But it was a good movie. It was just a
5: standalone
1: action movie. It was
4: fun. <laughs> Steve! Everine.
5: <laughs> whatever.
4: I've been goes,
1: saying well, that for years and I get cursed at every time. And this is why they always, this is why NerdHers always is <laughs> be controversial because we say the unpopular opinion.
4: Give cool. it a different name, slap, take some masking tape, put it over the thing. Joe Bob. It, just, just give him a different name. Give him a completely different name. It's, it's, movie. it's, it's Pulverine and Shmambit. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Give him all the names. It's a pretty decent movie, you know? I think
1: it's like the Asylum Productions made a Wolverine movie, that's
0: what it would be. That's all it was, is. yeah. It was, it was fun and I enjoyed it, and I don't consider it-, it man. Than... <laughs> Kate McKinnon was great. Yes, she was. Uh, back to that real quick. I wanted to let, because um, Craig knows uh, our mutual friend that I'm going to mention, uh, Nick Murphy works at MMR. Uh, before I ever get a chance to say anything to anybody r- related to MMR, he, he said this theory, and I just wanted everybody to be clear who would listen to both shows, that I also had this theory because I'm a huge Ghostbusters nerd, probably uncomfortably. Um, there, I, <laughs> I believe these are purposefully going to be connected. And it wasn't until, spoiler alert, Damien, uh, Dan Aykroyd shows up. Mm -hmm. and he's a cab driver, but he knows what a class five vapor is, and he's not afraid of ghosts. I had this wild, wild, even uh, more spread out than uh, Nick Murphy's was, this wild idea in my head that this is a government cover-up, the original Ghostbusters do exist, it happened in the 80s in the late 80s and they covered it up because something bad happened after the second movie that kills egon mm-hmm. and they go into
1: it happened I got it. it was the petition was to save Lucifer from being cancelled
3: <laughs> <laughs> great timing, Fox right <laughs> into right into what, tied right into what <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about. Perfect. You know,
0: it's, it's, it stays on point with uh, HIC Talk Radio where it doesn't ever make nonsense. <laughs> sense.
3: For those of you that get God. the
0: reference, like Thomas
4: Sanders, the Viner. like everything. ever.
5: You, you <laughs> <have> a, <laughs> where it's a
0: dragon tail joke. Dragon
4: dragon That's where the joke like, comes from. If I
5: didn't say it,
1: it was I was going to lose it again. It was, just, it was Lucifer from being canceled on Fox, and it worked.
0: Because now they're going on they, season whatever.
1: But then they on it again. Yeah, that's saying sorry. By
0: the way, I knew preemptive, I knew that she was going to remember for the show was over. I, oh, I yeah, I did. That. I just didn't
3: know when. It's like, you know, it's it's like you, you're waiting for it to, you know, the bomb to go off. It's like, I know it's going to come, and it's like you're S- waiting for it to just. Uh. Oh, anyway. So, but, yes, but anyway, your, th- your your theory. <laughs> She had that looking off at of the distance look, and all of a sudden it was like, "Bing!" Oh, I <laughs> know I she. I know it was gonna come. I know she wasn't there. I know she's been disconnected from the show since she said it's gonna drive me crazy. Now here's what so. you don't. <laughs>
0: here's, here's what the listeners who are laughing in the chat don't see. Uh, I, what you see is the one shot, and whenever somebody talks, it cuts to them, and it looks like a TV. It looks like somebody's directing a TV yeah. show. What I see is the main screen and two others so I can monitor everybody else and I literally saw as I'm talking and I'm like she doesn't care because I'm watching her do this and, and <laughs> I literally saw a flash of light when the idea when the lightning struck her <laughs> like Smee and Hook lightning has just struck my brain and she remembered it I saw it all happen so I knew it was coming <laughs> I'm just so, crying right now that's
3: so funny so anyway no. anyway <laughs> Yeah, be, because of you know, you no, know, and I know what you're going through, Fox. Because when you have something stuck in your head, it's like it's really quick. It's like it's like a missing <laughs> child. The first 48 hours are crucial. If you don't get it within that time frame, it's it's gone. So, yes, yeah. guys, Craig. Yes. Uh, but Dan, back to you. Your theory, Nick burr no, Murphy. Go, Ghostbusters. go. So
0: Egon's died, and the government has told them to cover it up. So Peter's become a debunker, unassumed named. Ray, since he knew the city so much, has become a ta- cab driver. And Winston could not not work with the den anymore, so he's a funeral parlor guy. Hmm.
4: If, if it may, if, why, do, why do I envision you with a cork board? like, a, like, a, like with a cork
3: board. <laughs> to like I had
0: mean, String yep. going to each yep. character. I had the comic books out and I cut out a picture. And go, well, this happened here and then this happened there. And it's I was uh, Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I just right? I, I just I just, pictured, I just pictured this board in your house with string all over the place. Yeah, but uh, and then and then they canceled the sequel because everybody was like, yeah, we hate it. So I didn't think we were ever getting this. But, but, but I think
4: I think with you coming around to that Zool thing, or whatever, that's going to be their big double bird to go. Yeah, as the girls are a part
0: of
5: this.
4: Please, <laughs> as the girls please, are part of it.
0: please make that canon. I just want to uh, nothing. If I die from COVID, because, if I get so COVID, so COVID so and well, die, Damien, I want to see Twitter going. I hate Ghostbusters now, so I can remember, die happy. Because if, if you remember too,
4: like, wasn't there like one? Tossed that idea. Uh, and I know it's been done. I know it's been done in a thousand and one fan films, whatever like that, but also because again, I think it stems from the I- core idea that was mentioned one time of there eventually being different Ghostbusters per
0: the original the original idea from Dan Aykroyd, the original uh one hundred and sixty page too long treatment of Ghostbusters, was they were already established, they were it was in the future. It was already established and it was like firehouses there were different places different, in every city that yeah. were fighting ghosts and it was originally him and blue sheet yeah <laughs> and uh yeah so the idea which also got expanded upon in the comic books was other places
4: have other so, ghostbusters I, time,
0: t- I, remember,
4: I remember like ryan reynolds was supposed to be a part of like one because paul uh, red was named Paul Rudd, right, Ryan Reynolds, um, I believe, wasn't like Elijah Dushku's name thrown in at once? Elijah Dushku's yeah, name the, was thrown in at one time. And like, I it was supposed miss. to be like simultaneously
0: like a new set of guys plus the girls, and it was all eventually supposed to. But not only that, but they also referenced other places in the original cartoon. They continued that in Extreme Ghostbusters, which if any Ghostbuster fans or even casual are listening to this or watching this and haven't seen that second Series that happened in the late nineties. Not bad. It was really good. Go watch it. it. Anyway, I, that's all. I just wanted to get the Ghostbusters thing in since we're all here now together and, uh, and <laughs> a lovely moment from uh, Fox at Right. Well, if we, if we have if we have time, do we have time for one more topic, or are it's we done your, for tonight? It's your show. I don't know. I don't care. Uh, well,
4: one we could all chime in on. Everybody to chime in on. Is okay. We've gotten our our first true true trailer. Uh, Game trailer, character's trailer, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Now, I know you've had a lot to say on this one because this is is her franchise. This is her... My Mass Effect is her... Your
1: Ghostbusters is my Assassin's Creed.
4: That's it. You know, like, you know, my Mass Effect, whatever. This is her thing. But also, I think Assassin's Creed Valhalla is like... Assassin's Creed is like a thing that we're kind of all into. So um,
3: Possibly. Are you?
4: Are you? you, Anybody? Assassin's Creed people?
3: Uh, Just the the first one. Um, And... But don't judge me on that. Now, does Valhalla? I'm guessing uh, takes is still in the past, and this is Vikings. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. There you there go. We go. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry uh, to people who didn't hear. Uh, I'm is this Assassin's Creed taking place Valhalla? I'm guessing this these are Vikings, yeah. and we yeah. using mid, they're you're so. Uh, he's going medieval on your ass. Basically, basically, uh, okay. Um,
1: yeah, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is based. Uh, if you're playing as a Viking and um it takes place during the time period when vikings were looking to colonize other portions um mm-hmm.
4: so they go to england yeah because they're yeah. they're looking to
1: and um every assassin's creed game that has ever come out since its very first has introduced new things to game. like odyssey was one of the very first that was like rpg style um mm-hmm. this one it irks me a little bit maybe, who knows. This one involves, I guess you could say, a little bit more of Sim City, where you yeah. have to, or even, I think not not Fortnite, there's another game that you gotta do it with, where you create your village.
4: You're, you're, you're basically creating, because you Minecraft? You, you land in England and as you're doing whatever the missions are, you're also colonizing.
1: You're colonizing, you're creating the buildings, oh, wow. you getting supplies, et cetera, et cetera, which makes sense. Um, And the thing that they're incorporating also with Valhalla, which is something they incorporated with the last two games since they restarted the franchise between Origins and Odyssey, is they are including Norse mythology within this, Mm -hmm. because Odyssey included a lot of Greek mythology and lore, and then Origins uh, had a lot of the Egyptian mythology, things that weren't really tapped on in the previous of Assassin's Creed games because the previous Assassin's Creed games more so focused on historical monuments and history and you were a you were a secret part of all these things that happened. Although yes. those are similar in these latest games, these now like to also create um uh, encompass a lot more of the mythologies
4: and the culture. and the
1: lores and the cultures to further enhance the story, the main story, which is you know, Assassins versus Templars, who's getting the pieces of Eden to not control the world but mm. to keep Everything at balance, etc. And, then, et cetera, et cetera. and
4: it, it, it's it's and for those of you that are like Assassin's Creed players yes. or, or whatever like that and have not gotten to it yet, um, Odyssey is technically because yes. timeline is actually all over the place. Time, of terms yes. of yes.
1: Timeline, but was, Odyssey is technically
4: Odyssey. the first one.
1: Yes, technically Odyssey would be the very first game
0: out of the oh, experience. I see what you
1: before mean. Assassin, before Assassin versus Templars was a thing.
4: So basically Odyssey is the first. He technically is the first assassin. He
1: or she, whoever you play. He or she
4: is
5: whoever you play
4: as as,
1: would technically be the first assassin. And I say that in quotations because maybe that they never say Say assassin. Okay? So
4: yeah. And then (laughs) you go then you go then you go to Origin.
1: It would be Odyssey, Origins. Assassin's Creed one, Valhalla. (laughs) <laughs> two, two point one, two point two, three. Well, no, no. I'm sorry. Four, then three. <laughs> <laughs> Five, and then Syndicate.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, so I, if I, if I, I wanted I, to start, yeah, you, if I wanted to start the, the right Assassin's trick. Creed, if I wanted to start the Assassin's Creed timeline, I mean you know, origin story in order, I would start with Origins. I, Odyssey, I, Odyssey.
1: I would personally start with Odyssey odyssey gotcha uh,
3: what because, just happened <laughs> because see because now now i know how it feels fox because i'm constantly and i've i put this on my page i put this on all every social media platform that i have people have called me uh casey boy from um, president steve show has actually asked me for this i have to give the marvel movie timeline all the time because people yeah. were there. don't i start with iron man and I no. You start no, with know. you start with Captain America: Captain First America. Avenger. Yes, but it's so now I know how that feels when having explained to me because I know all these Assassin's Creeds, but I don't know what order they go in. I just know the first one came out named what's called Assassin's Creed. So I thought that's the first really? one, but yeah,
1: exactly because that's how I I played them, you know, as they come out. But then as yes. Odyssey,
5: it's
4: like crap. I story, should play this
1: first with the way the story is and comes out, and I'm like, and oh, everything. Shit, this is
4: technically the beginning. And this this is like. It, it's kind of like once like American Horror Story ends, everybody's gonna have to rewatch it. But like the seasons in yeah. the order they're supposed to be. In
3: now. Well, on the in the on the video game storyline, uh, my favorite video game your your Assassin's Creed it, is my Batman Arkham. So yeah. the first one, um, the Arkham Arkham Origins was the third one, but that's actually mm-hmm. the first one. Yep, yeah, that it, it came out before Arkham Asylum. And then you go Arkham City, and then you end it with Arkham Knight.
1: Fun fact, if you like if you like and have played those,
3: You're you pretty much
1: know exactly how to play That's You, you right. know how to
3: play Assassin's Creed. It's like
1: the same exact formula. Oh, and that, every, yeah. Detective vision is Assassin's Creed. Eagle vision. It's the same engine. It's it's the, same same thing. Thing. Okay. It's the same
0: engine. same engine. Somebody <laughs> told me that for Spider-Man, but I can't dodge out of the goddamn way. So somebody lied to me. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, Spider Man's a little different than Batman.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Craig. Can you say that
4: again so yeah, I can have it? Clean? Actually, that's the funny thing. She she watches she watches me play like the same game she's like, You're like dodging and shooting. <laughs> and
1: she's, I go in for the full kill. I'm just like, my well that was Like
4: when she first started yeah. playing when she first started playing Assassin's Creed, that's what she was doing. She's like, Whoa! Going like, in, like You're a, an assassin I'm like, you're an
3: assassin. Like yeah. you gotta play. Like, Fox, no. I'm the, uh, Fox, I'm the same way because when I would used to play Fight Night and when they had boxing games on PlayStation and on the what UFC, awesome. I just get my ass kicked because I'm not blocking. I'm just swinging, and I'm like I'm swinging, I'm kicking. It's like you're taking, you got 99% worth of damage. It's like uh, yeah, I'm, but I'm
1: I am i am a Mortal Kombat girl. I I'm I'm a Dragon Age fight girl. i, I I'm not stealthy.
3: Yeah, uh, I'm not yeah, I don't block. I just I just start swinging. I block, but
1: I have God, I don't do nothing.
4: But after a while of her watching me like do sniping and she's kinda of, but like her watching me do sniping and having that patience, little by little she she, she adopted some of that play style. and she's yeah. like one day she's like, All right, yeah, playing as an assassin is fucking better <laughs> She's like, Okay, I get it man, now I'm playing as an assassin is much better.
3: <laughs> now I get it. Between the Fabulous Moolah, managed by Lou Albano, and the challenger, Wendy Richter, managed by pop star Cyndi Lauper. And this particular match was uh, broadcast on MTV. The cameras were at, at, at Madison Square Garden, and you ha- you heard such luminaries as Diane Keaton, Andy Warhol, the late, great now Regis Philbin, weighing in on the fabulous Moolah wendy richter match and the match itself the main event between cindy lopper and cindy La, between wendy richter and fabulous mullah was, was broadcast live on mtv <laughs> first time ever and obviously we know the uh, result of that wendy richter with the uh harley race finish Fabulous Mula had Wendy Richter in a belly to back suplex. Both shoulders were down, but Wendy had the presence of mind and put her right, right arm up. Mula's shoulders were still down, and for the first time since 1956, the Fabulous Mula was no longer the women's champion. Wendy Richter became the new WWF women's champion on July 23, 1984, on a, a match that was broadcast live on MTV. That match, by the way, get a 9.0 rating
5: Hmm.
3: on MTV.
0: (laughs) Hey guys, we're gonna argue over a couple hundred thousands on Wednesdays now. You guys wanna talk about it?
5: Yeah,
3: right. 9.0 on MTV back in July 23rd, 1984. On that same date, uh, July 23rd, 1989, The Great American Bash pay-per-view in Baltimore. And this is one of my favorite bashes ever. One of my favorite pay-per-view cards from top to bottom. Uh, This bash had um, some great matches and great debuts. Uh, Flying Brian made his debut, uh, defeating um, cowboy Bill Irwin. Um, We saw the Skyscrapers, Sid Vicious and Dan Spivey, uh, take out the Dynamic Dudes. I remember being a fan of the Dynamic Dudes, Shane Douglas and johnny ace and wondering why they ran all the way down the 100 yards to the ring carrying their skateboards, yeah, skateboards. why didn't they just r- ride them down i knew shane could uh apparently they find out in later years uh johnny ace one of the dynamic dudes a skater dude never rode a skateboard in his life and never even learned to ride a skateboard so i think i would only seen shane douglas do it like once or twice <laughs> like Yeah, he actually but, wrote it. I, at least he looked like he knew how he knew what he was doing, but Johnny Ace didn't ride one at all, never rode one a day in his life, so they ran out of the ring carrying their skateboards. And I don't know if that was the reason they were booed out of the building, but it uh, didn't help that Sid Vicious got the loudest pop of anyone in that match uh, setting the course for uh, Sid's uh, run to come. Also on that same card, uh, Sting defeated the Great Muta for the NWA TV Championship. Uh, the uh, War Games, first time the War Games did involve uh, Dusty Rhodes. He had the Road Warriors teaming up with the Midnight Express and Dr. Death Steve Williams to go up against the Freebirds, Michael Hayes, Terry Gordy, and Jimmy Garvin, and the Samoan SWAT team managed by Paulie Dangerously. Oh, man. Uh, this was a, a damn good War Games. I enjoyed it. I know it wasn't Jim Cornette's favorite, uh, the highlight of which was uh, – Steve Dr. Death Williams body pressing Terry Gordy above his head 13 times and Gordy's back was hitting the top of the cage. Tremendous speed of strength. And the Road Warriors and Midnight Express won that first and only time that uh, Paul Ellery and Jim Cornette managed on the same side. And the main event that night was uh, Ric Flair's comeback match. Uh, His neck had been broken months earlier at the hands of Terry Funk, and this was the uh, their rematch, and they would be marred by outside interference by the great Muta, who would in turn be rescued by Sting, which would start Ric Flair's babyface turn, which would get Sting into the Horseman, albeit briefly, mm-hmm. which would lead to Sting's ACL tear, unfortunately, and his eventual NWA title run. But it all started um, July 23rd, 1989, at the Great American Bash in Baltimore. Did you want to say something, Dan?
0: No, I was just reacting to the incredible feat of strength.
3: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that it was. <laughs> feat of strength. Uh, that was July twenty third, July twenty fourth, nineteen seventy one. I want to point this date out because um, July twenty fourth, nineteen seventy one, in Madison Square Garden, um, the uh, the main event was the WWF champion at the time, Pedro Morales teaming up with the late great Gorilla Monsoon to go up against the WWF tag team champions at the time, Tarzan, Tyler, and Luke Graham. That was the main event. It went to a two out of three falls. The world champion went up against the, uh, the world tag team champions. But also on that card, Bruno Sammartino defeated Blackjack Mulligan, the grandfather of Bray Wyatt in a startling one minute and eight seconds after a series of uh of body slams. I bring this card up because on this day, July twenty fourth, nineteen seventy one, in Madison Square Garden, that card was the first time that they had a hundred thousand dollar gate in New York City in Madison Square Garden. Wow. Now and but we don't and the thing is where does the credit go? Does it go to Pedro Morales? It was a champion at the time, or in the main event, but this was also Bruno's first match back after losing the championship to Ivan Koloff in March of that year, 1971. So, <laughs> was it Bruno's return, or was it Pedro Morales in the main event
4: with Guerrilla Monsoon? Been, but, that could have
3: been. That could have been just like
4: an amalgamation of the both. I mean, you know, I mean yeah. Bruno. Bruno was, Bruno was Madison Square Garden, He was. But- you know, New York is heavily Latino as well. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. yeah.
3: But either way, yeah, that, that card. Was in a, in a sense,
4: that was, in essence, that was kind of like an early super card. Yeah. Uh, on, 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 you know, in those, those that was definitely, so you got Pedro Morales and Bruno on the same card, working top, you know, top echelon matches. That's, that's a super card.
3: <laughs> yeah. And that was the first time uh, that there was a $100,000 gate in Madison Square Garden.
5: That's crazy.
3: For any event, that was July 24th, 1971. On that same day, July 24th, 1977, speaking of super cards, uh, in Orlando, the Championship Wrestling from Florida card, uh, the main event was Dusty Rhodes and Steve Kern going up against the Florida Tag Team Champions, Pat Patterson and Ivan Koloff. But also on that card, Rocky Johnson, defeated the WWF heavyweight champion superstar Billy Graham in a non-title match. Hmm. So you had the WWF champion in an NWA belt and Dusty and and Steve Kern were the main event, but the WWF champion was also on that card. Um that wow. was in 1977, yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. man. What a to make an appearance. <laughs> oh, there's another one. Hey.
4: Hey. This giant sucker, believe it or not, though this Dan would posted about the wedding kitty. Yeah. This giant sucker is only a little over a year old. Wow. He's huge. He's the largest one in the entire house, and we have another cat that's huge.
3: I have a wiener, Doug. <laughs> I know you have a wiener. Doug. Okay. I have a wiener. Period. That's it. <laughs> I mean, we all have wieners
0: in this room right now. I mean. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Right now. With
4: sausage. You use a wiener. Get it. use a grabber. <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? Nothing else? No
3: mxc uh july 25th july 25th 1993 (laughs) hell froze over in of all places alexandria bay new york at a wwf tv taping hell froze over because that was the wwf debut introduced by his idol bobby enan July 25th, 1993 was the WWF debut of Jim Cornette. Mm. Head of Smoky Mountain, he had just cut a deal with Mr. McMahon. And uh, at the TV taping, and Bobby Heenan, who was doing color commentary next to Vince McMahon, left the, the ringside area, jumped into the ring, and gave Jim Cornette a big hug, as Vince McMahon was saying, it was some kind of reunion of sorts. Who was this? And Bobby Eena took the mic and said, no, you let me talk for you. Ladies and gentlemen, and humanoids of all ages, I bring to you the greatest manager of all time, Jim Cornette. And Jim Cornette took the mic and said, Bobby, if I'm the greatest of all time, it's only because you retired. And Jim Cornette later on said, I'm glad that the cameraman was shooting above my waist because he wouldn't see the great chubby I had in my pants.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
3: Being in the ring nothing, with
4: Bobby Innan. I have nothing but personal respect and, and gratitude to that man. I tell you that much. All
0: right, I have a question uh, for you. I want to break in here, Craig. We got, we got uh, three. All right, two students of wrestling and Dan. Mm. I say I'm a student of wrestling, but I'm apparently not a hat allowed to hold a high opinion of myself. So I'll try to just, you know, you know who that was for. So mm. I'll go to Damien first. Who is better? Jim Cornette or Bobby Hino.
4: See, the thing is, from a visual, um, just as to as sitting as a fan. Mm-hmm. Sitting as a fan, I'm going to give that edge to Bobby. Bobby was, um, he was that that perfect puzzle piece because Bobby was also a trained wrestler while also being a great mouthpiece and manager, so he was that guy that, okay, we need somebody to get in the ring with, not to do anything pretty spectacular. We need to fill a match, you know maybe, and, and Bobby was that guy. Bobby could work and everything like that, and he could bump, uh, but he could also could talk and everything like that. Cornette would take a bump and everything like that, but again, he wasn't a worker and everything like that. Like I said, personally, obviously, I will always have you know Dan, you know why and everything like that. I have a huge personal respect. Uh, and gratitude for Mr. Cornette, uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt. I have like, you know, I know, I know he's not popular amongst people. Me personally, I have nothing but respect and gratitude for that man. <laughs> okay, so, but in terms of in front of the cameras, I would, I would have to go with Bobby because, as like I said, Bobby
0: was that puzzle piece that we able to fit anywhere. Hey, we'll ask, we'll ask Foxy.
1: I heard manager speak. I had to come in. I'm
0: sorry. Uh, yeah, well, that's why. Well, that's why I wanted to ask. Who did you? Who do you think was the greatest manager? Uh, And I'm just going to say it out of those two as being the greatest. uh, Uh, Cornette or Bobby?
1: Bobby Heenan, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, Everything that you are taught or should be taught as far as being a manager is concerned, Bobby Heenan held it all between what he was able to do and not do ringside. He knew that he he pulled off the psychology of it so well of what to shut up when to make yourself known and he was an excellent mouthpiece to those who could not cut a promo but also at the end of the day he was just a good side piece to those people who to be real here without a manager would not have gone on to the successes that they would have
4: without yeah. a
1: manager I mean,
4: and then Bobby was also like stuck with people that essentially didn't need a manager he just enhanced, like Rick Rude Rick Rude never really needed a manager yeah. he can talk he had a look, he can work. But Bobby also knew that and it, it played. they played off well, very well yes. together.
1: He enhanced talent as well as helped talent. And yes. enhancing talent that doesn't need a manager is actually a lot harder of a thing to do yeah. than just simply managing somebody that needs them because they can't speak or they can't work properly or they don't know psychology. If you're in there with somebody that has a full-on package, it is a way, way harder thing to do. It's because, like, why am I here? Yeah. So What do I add to the table of this? And for Bobby to still excel in what he did when he was with people that didn't need him just shows Kasumi.
4: The other two cats are fighting.
1: Kasumi just in the head. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it just it just shows how league above he knew his his work and his work ethic what he could do what he couldn't do he had it so out to his teeth.
4: you know when, when when he needed to be pre- present when he needed to fall fall behind and, and give them the shine it's you know, like that was that was a he was unbelievable in and that it, and
1: there are a lot of instances where you can also tell Bobby Heenan just went on the fly as far as promos and everything is concerned you could see when he had to just okay, I need to be wit quick, quick I need to do something now say something now. Whereas, you know, I mean, Cornet, while good, a lot of the stuff you could see was already bubbling in the head, already practiced. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to say. And a lot of the essence of when it comes to being a manager, you need to know what to do and what to say if something goes awry or if something doesn't get said right or if there's something you got to hide or enhance. Like, you need to be on your toes. And Bobby Heenan was always on his toes.
5: Yeah.
0: Mr. Legans, take the show back and give us your, your
3: answer, sir.
1: I'm going
3: back around this. <laughs> it back around. Um, I will say uh, I, I agree with your point, Damien, about uh, Bobby talking – or Foxy's point about Bobby talking for guys that don't need a manager. Rick Rude – and, Bob, I don't know if you've heard Bobby in, when, interview when he said that. Rick Rude hated having a manager. Uh, and I think he he didn't hate having a manager because Rick Rude had a manager everywhere he appeared, from Paul Jones to Jimmy Hart to Percy Florida and Florida and World Class Paul Heyman uh, yeah. and what. But I I do think because he had Bobby, that's why because Bobby said on on several interviews that Rick Rude hated having a manager. I think he hated having Bobby as a manager because <laughs> um, Bobby kind of he, he he didn't outshine Rude. But if you were gonna put a, a manager with, with Rick Rude, I it should it should have been a Slick, or a, a Johnny uh-huh. Valiant. Because um, out
4: of all of them, out of all of them, Bobby was probably you know the biggest star in terms of the managers. Yeah, he and, and like Jimmy Hart.
3: Yeah, and Bobby being Bobby, um, outside of Bach, Winkle, and Stevens, Bobby was a better wrestler performer than every guy he managed. So he he knew the ins and outs, and everything. Um, but as far as my answer, Dan, if I need someone to cut a promo for uh, for my wrestler to sell me to get fans in the seats, I'm picking Jim Cornette every time. Jim wow. Cornette had um, wow. his promos are are, are are gold. If I need someone to talk for my wrestler to get not only fans in the seats but get them so pissed off that someone that one of them, the opposing wrestler, might get their hands on me, I want Jim Cornette. Wow. As far as being in the ring, though. Obviously, that's Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan, and I echo Jim Ross's um, critique of Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan was the greatest performer in, in wrestling history because period. Bobby Heenan not only was period, not only was he a great manager, but in the ring, he was a great worker. being I'll the week, Commentating, announcing, interviewing. Bobby could do every and excelled at everything. And like I said, he was better than every guy he ever managed. He was a better wrestler, worker, performer than anyone he ever managed outside of Bach and Stevens.
4: And then the other thing too is like he was such a – the one thing I saw like recently, he was such a team player because like he could do a serious thing. He could, he could put him on a serious angle like like that Piper's Pit when it was like very, very tense and very serious mm-hmm. with Hogan and Andre, revealing Andre as a heel now and all of that. And he could be so tense and serious. But then he can go and do like the little comedy skits that they would always do, you know, like you know the mm. we, like, on yeah, the right. boardwalk, try to trade with me and Gene or any other little comedy
3: skit that they always did with. He and was that's, yeah. that would do anything. And that's the thing, Damien. I if if Bobby wanted to be a stand-up comedian, he would have been the best at that because yeah. he was so good and so funny, just even on commentary, you know, just and throwaway lines. Even in WCW, they be he be calling the match with Shivani a cruiserweight match, and he goes, "Wait a minute." Tony, I know who Rey Mysterio is. Well, who is he? He's the guy in the mask, stupid. <laughs> yeah. He would set him up. He yeah. would set up Shivani all the time. The the
0: the one I always go back to, and then Craig, take it right back. Uh-huh. One I always go back to is not a greatest hits of Bobby. It's low-key, one of the best WCW moments he ever had. Uh, as miserable as he was working there, when the cameras were on, he was still goddamn Bobby Heenan. But it's Scott Steiner is doing one of his nonsensical, kind of sensical promos. <laughs> oh, God. And in the middle of it, he talks about how he has everybody mesmerized. Yes. Mesmermized. Mesmermized, yes. yes. And the whole promo goes... Everything's done. He finally puts the mic down. The director cuts to the crowd. The music plays to play Scott Steiner out, and you just hear Bobby go, "Tony, he's got us all mesmerized <laughs> And you could the the pause between to, Bobby finishing that line and Tony speaking again was about six seconds of Tony probably going, "You motherfucker. <laughs> laugh. Yeah, <Because, laughs> <laughs> one of the funniest. It is one of it low key, one of the best moments, and he had twenty that were better than that. But that yeah, it's, exactly. the, it's but the Tony Schiavone pause that makes that one so fucking great.
3: I just cursed twice so well. <laughs> and it was. And it was. But 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 the meeting of the minds, July 25th, 1993. Jim Cornette debuted in the WWF. Uh, introduced by his idol Bobby Heenan, uh, July 26, 1980, um, is a busy day in professional wrestling. This is what these are the, the days like this are the days that I miss wrestling because on this one day, in uh, in Greensboro, North Carolina, Greg Valentine defeated Ric Flair for the United States Heavyweight Championship, that turned Flair face for the first time in the Mid Atlantic area, um, and it got valentine over is the number one heel the spot that had always been flares and it was also in that match that flair uh lost the united states title to greg valentine but also got his nose broken in actuality um flair was getting a nose job but um for the purposes of the angle <laughs> I <didn't know> that. <laughs> yeah and to get uh look at flair 1970, 1970 pre-1980 and flair now
0: yeah <laughs> look at that up. Got, i didn't know that yeah,
3: yeah, and he used a cane. I believe it was uh, Gene Anderson's cane that he used to break over. Uh, and so that got not only more sympathy for Flair as a face, Flair would be coming back as a face for the first time, um, but putting Valentine over as a heel. But Greg Valentine defeated Rick Flair's United States title uh, July 26, 1980, in Greensboro. In Florida, Barry Windham defeated Mr. Saidu for the Florida Television Championship. That will be Barry Windham's first singles title ever, uh, July 26, uh, 1980. And on that same day, while that was going on, I myself was right here at the Philadelphia Spectrum in Philly. And I wasn't watching the main event, which was the WWF champion, Bob Backlund, going up against the Intercontinental champion, Ken Patera, with Gorilla Monsoon as a special guest referee. No, no. I was there to see Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan. Mm. And in that match that I saw right here in Philadelphia, in huh. that match, guys, in July 26, 1980, Hulk Hogan body slammed Andre the Giant right there in the spectrum, right mm. there in front of me, right there in front of everyone there. Um, so imagine my surprise seven years later when he did it and, and everyone goes crazy. It's like, I saw that already. And they're calling it the first. Yeah. And and, and Damien, that was just a warm-up for their Shea Stadium match that would take place on August 9th of that year. Yep. Um, <laughs> the uh, big showdown at Shea with the main event being Bruno versus Larry Zabisco in a cage, but also Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan. And... um. Andre body slammed uh, but Andre was body slammed in that match by Hogan but I saw it first time July twenty sixth, 1980 right here at the Philadelphia Spectrum
5: everybody
4: everybody tends to forget Hogan actually kind of started out with the, as a heel they only remember yeah. like you know oh it was red and yellow and he was the baby face. no he was a heel first
3: yes for a whole year here in WWF and he was like
4: pretty blasty too
3: that's right, managed by the great Plathieu. Wasn't Plathieu, he still here when he was uh, Thunderlips? Yeah, he that, was, that, and it was only that, after that, the, the popularity that, the Rocky II Yeah, when he played in, uh, wow. when he came, when he was wrestling Yeah, when he uh, came back to wrestle in the AWA and he came to the ring with Eye of the Tiger and placed one nuts, and wait a minute this guy is really popular Let's yeah. run with this and Vernie Gagne didn't like it, and the rest is history.
4: You know, I mean, um, shoot, he was in, the, you know, at that time, you know, Rocky movies were the biggest franchise of all time. Instant star. You know, you're an instant star now. Hey, Idiot. Th-
3: he was on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Yes. In, in 1982. Okay. It's yeah. hey, to-
0: hey, hey, Thunder Lips, you want to get that polaroid
3: now or what? Sure. <laughs> Not let you come, <laughs> to come. Why don't, we, why don't we get a polaroid? Yeah, yeah. Why? Okay, okay, okay. We'll just move, move around a little bit, all right? First I chase you, you I'm chase not, me. I'm not hurting you. Yeah, I'm not
5: hurting
3: <laughs> you. Okay, how's that? Yeah, good. Pretty good. Huh? <laughs> the ultimate male versus the ultimate it's meatball. meatball. <laughs> It cracked me up again and during WrestleMania, whatever, when Hogan versus The Rock when he and right when the camera was right there, he picked up Rock. Ah, oh, come on, meatball! It's like he called him Meatball! Just like he did with Stallone back in 1982. But uh, yeah, but uh, July 26, 1980, uh, I got to see it live. Uh, Hogan body slammed Andre. Andre won by disqualification, but didn't go without noticing that uh, Hogan body slammed Andre, which at, at the point, I had never seen and hadn't been done. Uh, but actually, it, it had uh, YouTube, uh, Andre the Giant being body slammed, and you'll say you'll see Andre's been, been body slammed since 1972. But no one's body slammed him more than Hulk Hogan, <laughs> yeah. because he did it not only here, but at Chase Stadium, but at Madison Square Garden, in the Superdome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but staying on the date, July 26, 1986, the second-to-last Great American Bash in Greensboro in the Greensboro Coliseum. In a cage, Dusty Rhodes defeated Ric Flair for its third and final NWA championship. Mm. Uh, it with a roll up. Uh, three times? It. He'd only held the title three times. Jesus Christ. And this was the third and final time, July 26, 1986. <laughs> it just occurred to me. It's only three times. I get it. <laughs> and also, this shows you the popularity of wrestling, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Because while that was happening in the NWA, when the NWA title was changing hands <laughs> in the Greensboro, the WWF had three different shows going on in three different parts of the country. Jesus. In, De- in Detroit, Jesus. the main event was Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo defending the WWF Tag Team Championship against the Iron Chicken Nikolai Volkov.
5: You know how that went.
3: In Middletown, New York, Andre the Giant was in the main event versus Big John Studd. And in St. Louis, the main oh event God. was Hulk Hogan and teaming up with Paul Orndorff to go up against Cowboy Bob Orton and Rowdy Roddy Piper. And okay. all, three, all three cards sold out. Perfect
0: aside here, guys. So, uh, Damian, I don't know how much you pay attention to Twitter. Uh, prob- hopefully not as much as everybody else because Twitter is a fuck- fucking cesspool. But – um. A couple uh, – two months ago, I was trying to watch mid-'90s wrestling chronologically on WWE Network, and I decided to go back to 1989 when I first started watching when I was six, right? So I'm in – I'm 91. I just passed Starcade 90. It's the Keel Auditorium in St. Louis, the, one of the most prestig- – one of the meccas of wrestling. And they gave them black scorpion in the main event? Mm. Are you goddamn kidding me? It didn't occur to me all these years later, because I watched that live as a little kid. Even as a little kid, I was like, hey, That's Ric Flair. And even as a kid, hey look, that's Rick. But I was just like, it occurred to me in 36 30 six, 30-37, I'm like, hold on, they gave all the, they gave that main event at freaking Keel Auditor. Oh my god. Oh, I would have made. I would have been so mad if I was at that arena. I would have thrown something in over that cage. Oh my god, it pissed me off. I was like, "What the, what the frig?" <laughs> this is a little bit harder, money went through. Oh, just, just, just a quick aside, Craig. As soon as you mentioned St. Louis, it tr- triggered. It triggered me and my memory of that thought process. Like, my god, they wasted that show on that main event My God.
3: that's your niagara falls slowly i turn <laughs> st louis why but anyway original point being at 1986 while the nwa title was changing hands the wwf ran three different cards in three that's different crazy. country and all sold out so wrestling that wasn't a
4: precursor that. of the business huh nope.
3: <laughs> no no <Yeah. laughs> But that was a uh, that was the, uh, the the popularity of wrestling in general in 1986. Um, absolutely incredible. Uh, which brings us to today. Uh, I wasn't the only one that remembered this date. I saw it several times on social media today. Still a landmark day in professional wrestling history, even though it took place on a network late night TV show. We mentioned Hulk Hogan earlier, thanks to Rocky three being a nationwide star uh, because of the movie appearing on the Johnny Carson show way before he was in the WWF. Well, on July 28th, 1982, uh, on NBC, Late Night with David Letterman had only been on the air for four months, but he managed to get as his guest, his friend Andy Kaufman and the man he wrestled in April Of that year, Jerry the King Lawler on their on his show. Oh my god! So it was July. It was twenty eight years. Sorry, thirty eight years ago today. I was
0: gonna say, don't de age me, please.
3: Thirty eight years ago today, uh, Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman uh, were on were guests on the David Letterman show, and only. Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman knew what they were We're going going to to do do there. Now the original plan, Damien, I don't know if you knew this, and uh, Jerry Lawler's uh, detailed this in his book, (laughs) the way that David Letterman had this, the segment was going to go, they were going to do two segments. Uh, They would come out and they go over the match. They talk about the match. uh, And then after the, the second segment, when they come back from a commercial, Andy would apologize, Jerry would apologize, and then they would go over to Paul, and they would sing the a duet of what the world needs now is love, sweet love. <laughs> didn't go that way. That didn't happen. No, <laughs> because Andy even said, because um, they they were in the same hotel uh, the night before, and Andy said to Jerry, "Wouldn't it be, you know, would it be great?" If during the interview you just slug me, and Jerry said Andy used the old old time vernacular he didn't not slap not punch just just slug me just go over and just slug me and obviously Jerry wasn't going to do that He's because, still because the shit I don't know yeah I guess he and Andy were friends, but um so when it came time to to do the apologies, Jerry wouldn't do it oh Andy apologized but Jerry wouldn't but and after on they tried to at the end end of the segment, Jerry knew that if they, he apologized, because if you look at the beginning of David Letterman show, he had four more guests that on that show. So after that segment was over, they were, they were done. And neither Andy or Jerry wanted to end their feud right there. They thought they could get some more out of it. So after Jerry said the iconic line, what kind of guy are you? He looked over at Andy and Andy started talking. And then when he heard the music playing, that's when Jerry stood up because he knew if they went to commercial and they were resolved, their feud was done. Yeah. So he looked, he got up, he looked at Andy's eyes and Andy was, st- was talking to him. And that's when that, that slap heard around the world. He knocked him backwards over the chair. Yes. And that wasn't. Yeah, Andy slapped him so hard. Yes. And it wasn't,
0: no, no. Go finish your thing. Sorry.
3: I that um and that went right into the commercial and obviously we came back and Andy went on a tirade that still um has made the uh, censors to this day. But what that did was not only was it twofold; it put professional wrestling, Jerry Lawler, and Andy Kaufman in the national spotlight more so than they already were because Andy wasn't a star but he was on a top five show on ABC and yeah. ratings back then and top five show, man, 32 million people were seeing you every week.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: okay. <laughs> Any network show would kill for 32 million viewers. You know, and we're not talking once. about, you know, we're
4: not talking about cable. We're talking about minimized amount of channels here. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> so, and, but that also put David Letterman on the map because I missed it because David Letterman had only, like I guess only been on the air for five months at the time. It wasn't even shown in Philadelphia. I yeah. didn't get the David Letterman show in Philadelphia until another year from now. But because of the popularity of that segment that got picked up everywhere, Yeah. Like you hear what happened, on David Letterman became even more popular uh, and became a national um, came national news. But the downside of it was uh, David, David Letterman, who was good friends, considered himself good friends with Danny Kaufman. He would always have him on. Um, he felt betrayed because Andy didn't let anyone in on it except Jerry. Yeah. And David was embarrassed by it. All the swearing, all the cursing. Um, not that if he knew ahead of time, he would have been okay with it, but he felt kind of, um, taken advantage by Andy. And to this day, or until it went off the air, that was the only David Letterman show in the history of the David Letterman show, NBC and CBS, that he never reran. It never yeah. aired again. Huh. Now,
0: it's funny you mentioned that. It's not funny because we mentioned it because we all saw it. It was – I have not seen the unedited, uncensored footage of that until yesterday. <laughs> I had no idea it existed uncensored because, you know, you said he never aired it again. I figured that was gone in the vaults. Somebody's got it. Unedited, uncensored. And I've never heard him curse Andy Kaufman curse like
3: that before. He
0: just screamed,
3: yeah. You're an effing a-hole! No, I'm sorry. i said, You're an
0: effing a-hole!
5: And
3: you watch Letterman jump every time Andy pounds the desk, Letterman would just jump. Yep. But if you read Jerry Lawler's book, he had nothing but respect for David because he, he fell for him because being put in this position that he had no yeah. idea. But he was incredibly professional and Jerry even said He was incredibly gracious to me. He was a great host, and even during the commercial break, he leaned over and asked uh, Jerry because he grew up – David Ledman grew up in Indiana, and he was also a wrestling fan. He leaned over and asked Jerry, hey, have you ever wrestled Dick the Bruiser? (laughs) (laughs) And Jerry said yeah, and David thought that was really cool. Now, here's the thing. I always like to
0: bring this up. Damien. I'm glad you're here because you were a wrestler for how many years? 13? 15, 28, seven years? It? Almost uh, by 18 and a half. 18 and a half years. 18 and a half years. So you've been in the business. You've wrestled damn near everywhere. I spent my life, every five years, my dad and I argue about why I still watch wrestling. <laughs> every five years. okay. And it never occurred to me until last year. Now, this is after his stroke. He's still got all his faculties. That's not a problem. So his brain is still well, his brain is as intact as it will be for a male in our family. He brings it up again, and we're talking, and it clicks. I'm like, what may, in my head I'm like, "What mainstream moment in wrestling can I tell him was not real?" And it finally occurred to me, because he used to talk about this all the time when I was a kid, and he hated wrestling when Andy Kaufman wrestled this guy, <laughs> and I said yes jerry lawler hey remember when they were on the letterman show dad and he smacked the shit out of him it was planned and his face damien he went (laughs) oh i think i get it now 36 years old i finally reached him and it was it was the slap heard around the world and uh, the quickest side to that is, is I sent it to my friends who uh, I play with a bunch. I play, I don't play Fortnite with anybody from the East Coast. They're all, they all live in Fresno. <laughs> and I, we were, they, they watch, they, some of them watch wrestling, some of them don't, but they kind of joke around how it's not real, blah, blah, blah. I sent them that last night and I said, listen to that slap and tell me how fake that is. And the one guy goes, damn it, he, he hit him. I said, yeah, he hit him.
3: Yeah. And as a random aside on that slap, Damien, uh, we all commented on how hard he slapped him out heart. In the movie Man on the Moon, uh starring love Jim this, Carrey. I love this tidbit. Jim Carrey was in character the whole time making the film being Andy Kaufman. Um, and trying to be more like Andy Kaufman, and he yeah. was an- antagonistic toward Jerry Lawler the whole time. He what he didn't get was he and Andy were friends. but he was acting like Andy Kaufman was acting towards Jerry when they were trying to sell a match so when the cameras weren't rolling he was throwing water on Jerry Lawler he was getting in his face he was going me 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 doing all that Yep. so when it came time to shoot that scene on Letterman Lawler was so pissed off legitimately (laughs) and he said it in his book I slapped Jim Carrey way harder than I slapped Andy Kaufman, because I liked Andy. I couldn't stand Jim Carrey. So if you yeah. thought that slap was hard on, um, go back and watch Man on the Moon, and it was one take, and Lawler, I mean, he was waiting for well, that. A lot literally.
4: of people said, like, like working with Carrie on that movie was really, like, difficult, because he was just, you know, he was method acting, which is Yeah. You know, I, I went to acting school everything. Method acting is, is, uh, yeah, it's it's hard, you know. Like method acting is, you know, is a dangerous style of acting. You know, people pulling themselves out of it afterwards. A lot of times, sometimes people, you know, unfortunately, things like Heath Ledger and things like that happen because yeah. of method acting. Yeah, it's not uh not an easy thing.
3: Yeah, and Jerry even said, I I get method acting, but does he get, did did he get that he and Andy and. If Andy and I were friends,
0: I yeah, had no you know. idea. He had no idea, and I like Jim Carrey, but I've seen the behind-the-scenes stuff because I really, I, I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, I liked that that twist at the end where they, where people who might not be educated on Andy Kaufman would go, wait, what? Yeah. Great ending, but the behind-the-scenes of watching Jim Carrey uh, with Lawler, I'm like, I want to smack him, and I like Jim yeah. Carrey, and I want to smack him as hard as I can smack somebody
3: this that movie and uh 1989's batman the only time that i said i like, i wish someone else had played that character because mm-hmm. jim carrey got man on the moon because he had the name jim carrey i always thought it should have been ed norton edward norton playing mm-hmm. that character okay i thought he, he resembles. Andy Kaufman way more than Jim Carrey did. Wow, I never thought of that. And as far as not, not method acting, but as far as someone who immerses himself in a role. Huh. Ed Norton would have carried that off great, but Jim Carrey means big box office Edward Norton does not Yeah. What, what was at
5: that the, time? Yeah.
3: What was the Batman replacement? Card Russell. Duh. Oh
0: my god. Who else? You're freaking
3: you you're I can't take it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, you in,
3: here. In 1989,
0: Kurt Russell is your perfect Batman. Yeah, you nailed it. I have no, I have no argument. Go ahead, Dave. Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Russell, Russell could do anything. Kurt Russell was what Kevin Smith said Ben Affleck is, and Kurt Russell could play the shark from Jaws. Yes.
3: Kurt,
4: Kurt Russell can do anything, uh, anything at all. I said Expendables four doesn't have Kurt Russell,
0: then I'm going to be pissed off. <laughs>
3: yeah. But those, those are, those are the only two movies I look at. I think I. I wish someone else had played that role. Just, yeah, that just
0: I- to bring the nerd herder aspect back into it, and then Craig, take it right back from me, please. Uh, just mm-hmm. to add something, you mentioned Kurt Russell, so I'm going to use YouTube nerds as my feedback on this. I did had no my very novice knowledge of Ego as a character, Ego of the Planet as a character. Ah. I, I had no idea how they were going to pull this off because I'm not one of those guys that pretended like, yeah, I used to read the Guardians of the Galaxy when that movie came out. I haven't read one goddamn comic book, but I knew I knew of the characters. Had no idea, and I'm like, how are they going to pull off ego? And I'm like, there you go, there you go. I sure thought up. I thought it was perfect. And at the end, when they're fighting, you shouldn't have killed my mother. I was like,
3: yes, so perfect. That's
0: just just trying to bounce that off you guys. Sorry, no problem.
3: No bounce away. Uh so yeah, uh, 38 years ago today, landmark and. Television and wrestling history, and that, gentlemen and ladies, is the wrestling story. Um, have we uh, exhausted all of our our topics? Or anything you want to add to this? Um,
0: I wouldn't say we've exhausted, but I feel really? like you've had a great debut, and we should wrap it up the old nerd herder way. That sounds uh,
3: was the old nerd herder. Is that a, do we uh, join hands in prayer? What what's the what the old nerd herder way?
1: Herder way was we go all all the places that we could be found and then our signal is we will you'll you'll know the signal
3: Ah. okay are you going to try (laughs) it's like yeah i know ant-man had a signal too you'll you'll know the signal you know what now that i've mentioned it i've forgotten that's another reference if anybody gets that low-key reference Mm,
4: so what's your signal signal signal. anyway so
0: (laughs) go for
1: it No, Dan was saying something before we sign off. What do you want to say?
0: No, nothing. Harry's an asshole. Go ahead. Well, we knew that.
1: (laughs) Perfect plugs.
0: Cheap plugs before we go.
1: Cheap cheap plugs. All right. So first, uh, you can find me, lovely me, on Instagram and Twitter, same handle, at Viva Foxy Foxy. That's F-O-X-Y and F-O-X-X-Y. You can find me at Facebook.com slash Foxy Foxy. Again, F-O-X-Y, F-O-X-X-Y
4: gotcha uh you can find me on instagram um at uh, dvargas802, mm-hmm. i think <laughs> and you can also find me on youtube same thing dvargas eight zero two twitter twitter and all that stuff hooks into the instagram so just do just do the instagram and then, and then youtube and, and while here.
5: this is
1: our first show on this new, new. fancy thing here we did have podcasts Prior, We also did have Facebook streams prior, which you can all find on the official NerdHudders page at facebook.com slash NerdHudders Radio. While we have not been on the air, we still share lots of different articles from so many different nerd mediums, from wrestling, to comic books, to TV, to... What have you, right. whatever your fandom is. We get a little bit
4: of everything. Um, you know, we, we, we basically get, you know, we pick and choose from, from our, our sources that we like to follow and condense them all down into one nice little page in there. So if you follow a comic movie, if you follow comic uh, entertainment entertainmentwheelie, you follow Geek Tyrant. We just take the best little tidbits and put them all right in there for you.
5: Exactly.
0: Exactly.
3: Now, now it's your turn, Craig. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you for the, the setup. Uh, you can follow me, Craig Legans, at GetThisCraigLegans on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at c r a i g l i w g e o n s Like the happily married couple that shares the screen with me, I too have a uh, podcast that is currently suspended because of the unprecedented times we live in. But if you want to hear some old episodes of the stuff, the time where I geek out and nerd out, go to Comic Book Gurus on the... Uh, wmmr.com and while i'm off from podcasting my comic book gurus podcast facebook page and twitter page is alive and well with all the things that the lovely foxy and damien mentioned earlier comic book news um comic book movie news comic book tv news comic book book news all on comic book gurus podcast facebook page uh give us a, a like if you can and follow us on twitter at comic book gurus thank you
0: I made it a little bit easier. If you go to Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Tumblr, uh, any uh, social media platform or type in Dan DanLaw83, you will find me. Uh, You will find this podcast and all the podcasts that the formerly known as HIC Talk Radio Network has at vocnation.com. If you want to listen to the podcast or if you want to watch this again or if you missed it the first time and you're just coming in late, youtube.com slash daniel ID3. it will be up in a few days and i will try to get it over to the happily married couple as craig just said to have them upload it to their old facebook page dang uh, right to to, you know like a little delayed you know airing like this was recorded two weeks ago and now you can watch it again and you try to expand the views for the old nerd herders but uh i will figure something out you know like sending it to them. for
4: everybody that, that was messaging Dan and everything like that, that were
0: all the... Oh, Back yeah, yeah, Damien, real quick, Ape Butter, Uncanny Squirrel, uh, who else was in here?
1: Ready, uh, okay. uh, Uncanny Squirrel is Squirrel, Yes, we have Kev was up there, um,
0: Torino yeah. X was up there, who? Torino X,
1: I don't know who that is, Pennywise is Santiago,
0: Santiago, okay, Ah, okay, oh penny yeah, pennywise, uh Harry he can go to hell, and uh Joyzie Danny, of course, and uh I think we got everybody, I believe we have everybody, did we get Very kev? Funny. you mentioned kev correct yeah, yeah right. a- a- But was uh, Lenny who was on a couple of our on a couple of our shows with us well caramel coaster, we used to call him
5: yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys bringing them to me and bring me bringing you back to them. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now it's time for you to end it like you always used to, please. All right. That being said, Miss Foxy Foxy, you my nerd herder.
4: You my nerd herder. Craig, you my nerd herder. I'm your nerd herder. (laughs) And you my
0: nerd herder.
4: And Dan Lord,
0: you are nerd herder. You are my nerd herder. See Everybody
4: you. watching at home, thank you so much for joining us for our big return. We look forward to seeing you again in a couple of weeks.
0: Y'all are nerd herders. Bye. Son of a bitch. God likes me. The best. It's the end of the show, Mother
6: General Adnan, Hito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Paul Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VSC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOCNation.
4: Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll. New rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union. Radio Network.
5: The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation
0: Radio Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Ah, in my dentist's office.